Hey everybody, hope you're surviving self-isolation. We've heard your feedback and we're giving you what you want, more episodes. Sense and Sensibility is going to be split into three parts. Stay tuned as each new episode will release on Sunday evening. And now, on with the show. Congratulations, you found us. I'm Kate. And I'm Amelia. And we're discussing that book you should have read. You said you read. But you didn't read. We're going to give you a reason to join a book club you can snack behind. And to lubricate the experience, we're going to pair it with a special drink. Welcome to our party. You can be in your PJs. No judging. Welcome to Bottle Classics. At last, a place to slightly care. I'm glad that we did Sense and Sensibility this time. However, oh my god, I'm I might lose my girl card, but I don't I, think I'm a Jane Austen. I yeah, I, don't I think remember I lose Pride and Prejudice I, being this annoying no, to me. Pride but maybe I just don't like the story. Okay, you know maybe the crack is the movie, yeah, you and know, then when the you really crack. get into it. I have it's to say, like no, Emma Thompson definitely no, deserves sure. every award no sure. no no she deserves every award for adapting this into a screenplay that made the movie so enjoyable did she out of the, or did the screenplay she person no she it. she wrote oh, okay. it she wrote it oh, okay because i was about yeah. to say she's an actress kate but no, no she's a writer job, emma then good job yeah on page we were like this is gonna be fun this fine. is gonna Let's be just super punch easy this out and super fun nope I mean, I think I was reading like an hour ago. Like I, I was like literally was finished finishing this book this. this morning. I literally had painful. two pages. I can't figure out what is going on in these two I pages. Think it almost was a harder read than 1984, not in a subject matter, but in a literary matter. It, it was. was just so hard. Like, does she like him or not? I mean, I'm, it was and so this many is, like roundabout ways of words. Catnip to me, right? No <laughs> pun intended, cannoli. But this should have been like just this like should ooh, have been guilty pleasure, fun and fluffy. It should have been the quickest read that we'll no. ever have, and it wasn't. It, really it was wasn't. so painful. I think this also reminded me why I'm, I don't have a lot of girlfriends because I was like every other time I was like, you guys just move on. Like we, we know. And yeah. especially we'll get Marianne. into it, but towards the end, <laughs> gosh, oh my God, her sister. I don't think I'm friends with anybody in this book. There's like people I'm kind of friends with, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I will say I know in a lot of ways I'm Eleanor. Yeah. I know I am. But in a lot of ways, I am the dramatic creature of Mary. Don't character cocktail me. I know. Don't I'm character cocktail me. I'm doing it already. It's oh too my gosh. hard. This this book though, I was so f- mentally exhausted. Well, you think that especially towards the end, you're like running through the end, and then every paragraph Trying is like five to concepts run through the end. And you're just like, like it was literally it. a marathon of a I book. I just don't get it. An uphill marathon the entire way. <laughs> so I did do some research on this book, and Sense and Sensibility is kind of one of those that is lauded as like the most well-rounded of Jane Austen's books, as far oh, as like no. characters, comedy, love, whatever. <laughs> Who wrote that? I don't remember. Because that's but... another person that I don't <laughs> that's agree somebody's with. somebody's opinion, that's but I kind of disagree. Yeah. Thank God I knew the movie. You've watched the movie I've a lot. I've watched this movie a hundred million times. Okay. I know every line from so it. So I've only watched this movie once, and it was like maybe a decade ago, because yeah. I think Robbie and I weren't even together. Because I love the genre, and I right. remember liking it, but it just for whatever reason, it's I never a, yeah. cracked back in. So it was a little frustrating, because at least you had an idea of the story, but for mm-hmm. me, I was really confused every paragraph because well, i had this va- i had a couple scenes from the movie stuck in my head 
Yeah. And I was like, I kind of know who this is, but not really. And then, you mm-hmm. know, there's so much flip-flopping in this book. Well, and there's so many characters. And there's they all have the same name. a ton of characters. <laughs> well, and sometimes they'll refer to a woman as Lady Middleton or yeah. uh, Charlotte Palmer and the or Mrs. Palmer. sister is Lucy Miss, Steele. But or then the Mrs. younger ones aren't. Or, or Lucy or Miss Steele. Or, and um, then part of what gets me on this book and this Jane Austen storyline is their ages. So I did some research. The other thing that I find most interesting about Jane Austen's work is when they talk about the sum that they live on per year. I always oh, like yeah, to know what does that mean today? But I remember from Pride and Prejudice, the mom, Miss mm-hmm. Bennett or Mrs. Mrs. Bennett. She yeah. So that was my reference. I was like, you're not Which quite is, Darcy. As far as Mr. Fitzwilliam Darcy yeah, is he's, the number yeah, he's two most, or number two, he's the richest, the second richest man we meet in any of one of Jane Austen's yeah, novels. Yeah, I would hope so. And that's 10,000 per year. Who was the first? Mr. Rushworth. Okay, I don't know that yeah. story. I don't know which story he's he comes dead. from, but he's apparently the richest yeah, and by it's a just, lot. It, it still makes me nervous, though, because in this Money has a different sense back then too. Money has a different and sense. They have but this they is still property, a lot so it's of not money. Like, most of the times they don't have technical mortgages. I mm-hmm. think they still kind of do in a sense. It's mm-hmm. like their money is used differently, and some of them have land that they're living they off live of off anyway. Of the interest on the land, they don't they actually, have tenants, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, well, if you're buying all these dresses, where's all this money? Going? Well, I was like, how much does a dress cost? Yeah, because they really had to make those to, to spec. Like they had that to wasn't make them like going to, to Marshalls. No, you had no, to legit get well, and the fabric fitted. is obviously where you would yeah. see the difference in prices because sure. there were more expensive fabrics. And there was more expensive had, designs. Like lower, not lower, like normal yeah. people would have maybe like two, maybe one good dress, and then a couple dresses they switch everyday from. dresses. Yeah. yeah, and that was just the thing. Maybe that's why I remember in Pride and Prejudice like, they switched it with bonnets, like they yeah. would change their bows, the you ribbons, kind of fix them you up. would dress them up with ribbons. Yeah, it's a yeah. big thing to make. That stuff's more interesting. It's like than your a lot classic of black dress, stuff. you know. It's like I know oh, it's like the pre-Chanel <laughs> concept. Oh well, let me dress it up with some costume jewelry, yeah. and you can take any black and dress and make it beautiful and all oh, that yeah. stuff. All right. Yeah, my week was pretty crazy. Yeah. I guess I, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so that's super fun, which will be interesting. Congratulations, because by the way. I'm already tired. So I already knew tired. this, but we yeah, wanted Kate, to announce Kate you guys. Kate kind of had to know, you know. <laughs> it was kind of integral well, for her I was to like, know. well, would you like this glass of wine? And I was like, no, um, not anymore. No, I can't not do it. anymore. So we are very excited to announce yeah. that we're going to be doing mocktails that go along we'll with our cocktails. So that everyone can be part of our party. <laughs> we want everyone to be a part of and our party. to be fair, sometimes... You are the designated driver. This and is then true. You you get stuck with just water. Yeah. And it's no fun. And sometimes yeah. you need like something fun. Or, you know, for those of you who are stronger than us and don't drink at all. Mm. And you know, that's cool. That's cool too. Because, you know, we'll figure it out. So if you guys have mocktails you like too, we definitely love I mean, I think any mocktail's fun. Or any yeah. I guess it's just a drink when it's not <laughs> alcohol. It's just a beverage. But like, like when you, you take something that uh, you actually think of something, to put yeah, it all together. something to put yeah. it together, something that makes it interesting. Just like with alcohol, it's like you want to pair a drink with the food, and mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't have to be alcoholic. That's kind of what the fun is too, especially when you're mm-hmm. home. It's like you get to play scientist. You mm-hmm. know, you're like, what do I mix everything with? Yeah. So it'll be fun. I will smell her the wines. 
though. That's I'll still my drink thing. Em. Every time it's I'm pregnant, problem, yeah, I'll oh, still yeah. drink them. <laughs> I can imagine the notes just as I did with the salmon from the first. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell, I can really, I can really taste can the, the salmon. salmon. <laughs> Speaking of salmon, <laughs> I only say that because for this wine, I paired sawtooth chardonnay, which is the classic fly series oh, chardonnay. Okay. Now, oh, I get it. So, yeah. So, trend. if you, so speaking of salmon, it's because there's a fly, um, what is it? The, we don't the fish, lure the thing. Yeah, the, the lure. lure. That's what is it is. Lure? Is the lure, I don't know, the fly fish. With the hook and the it's feather. It's really pretty. It's got the feather and, and the hook. don't you think they're just so beautiful? They're beautiful. Yeah, I just think it's cool. It's like weird jewelry for your, the death of fish. You've gone fly fishing? No, sorry, not full fly fishing, but I've oh. cast a fishing thing. What is it called? A rod? A rod. <laughs> I've been fishing. I've done all of one time, and yeah. it was on a pier, and it was my uncle was trying to show me. Uh-huh. And all these, you know, like on the piers, you know, all the fishermen there, they're like mm-hmm. old. Not, I'm sorry, not. I'm not trying to be ageist, but they are seasoned fishermen that live there. Mm. And he showed me how to cast it into the ocean. And then I tried, but I got it stuck under the pier and it just did not go well. Everyone laughed. And then I tried again and I caught bait fish, basically. But I was so proud. Yeah. Um, that was the extent of my experience. And from there, I just appreciate eating the fish. And I don't really want to see how the sausage is made. If you will. Oh, man. I have to tell you. <laughs> so I, they don't do it anymore, which is an testament to this experience of my life. Okay. So... Growing up in South Carolina, there was this thing that we did. You get your first fishing rod? No, no, (laughs) no. So close. Here you go, Kate. It was an overnight immersive experience. No idea where we went. It was a retreat. It was an overnight trip. And the first night, you break up into like your classroom set and you spend the night there. Like a lock in? Uh, Or was it more retreat? Hold on a second. I'm getting scared. So the first night you're there, or the first day, Mm -hmm. you spend as the pilgrims or the settlers or some uh, maybe colonizers. Like you learn to be a blacksmith, you make little nails, like you beat on the thing. Okay. Fine. Then the other day, you get to be the Native Americans. Oh, fun. Which is cool. However. Who gets to eat more? You you eat the oh, settlers' the food. Oh, okay. And then you also eat mm. what the Native Americans would have eaten. Oh. So you go fishing, and you learn how to gut a fish. Oh, that would be cool. Now. I don't want to catch the fish. Now, here's the thing. My dad went with my brother. And my dad is kind of like a survivalist. Like, he was Navy. He you know, yeah. He's very strong, demanding. You know, this is the thing. And my brother's two years older than me. So then, oh my gosh, now it's Kate's turn to go on this trip. And I had heard of gutting the fish. Girls were like, oh, if you cry, you don't have to gut the fish. Oh. Everybody knew of the situation. And it's my turn. And my dad is going to be a He's chaperone. Oh, good. No. Why? Because. going to make you gut the fish. He was going to make good. me gut the fish. I don't know. I'm a team dad I'm sorry. Here. This was the most traumatizing experience. I've been like, Gutting do it again, open a fish. Do it again. And I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out as he's holding the fish in my hand, squeezing it, yeah. and like dumping it in the bloody fish water. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm team this dad was, here. No. That is so me. I, and if Libby, if Libby dropped the fish, I would have been like, experience. I've been like, grab another fish. We're doing this until you get it right. And then forced I don't know to how... eat this fish that yeah, I gut and cleaned. Yeah, it'll be delicious. I don't think there was salt <laughs> and pepper in this experience. 
I'm pretty sure it was yeah. probably barely cooked fish. I don't know. Oh I have no idea how this trip was legal. I really don't understand well, how we I did this. this. The most historically inaccurate experience I will probably will ever be on in my life. Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure this was Podunk Mountains of North Carolina yeah. somewhere. Hey, there were settlers everywhere, Kate. They had to settle something. <laughs> it was so traumatized by that experience. Maybe I wouldn't have done what your dad did. I would have just stood there watching you cry and been like, when you're done crying you're gonna get the fish that's what i do with livy now i'm yeah. like let me let me know when you're done whining and she'll go and she's two by the way and she goes <laughs> i'm done whining okay then stop crying i'm like no you I are locked down yeah you, you go are, potty miss, i don't like... want to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> so strict mommy yeah then we give hugs it's fine all right <laughs> Well, oh yes. So, Sorry, back long to the wine. Story short, <laughs> let's get cracking. This has a very, this has a, a fisherman, country woman's theme. Okay, cool. You know, wine. The other really great thing about this wine is it's a female winemaker, which is cool. Yes, yes which she was like, you know, I'm just gonna make this more cost effective for myself and make my own wine. <laughs> I'm gonna make my wine. Yeah, sawtooth because. What better way to honor Jane Austen, probably sure. the grandmother of, you know, winemaking. Not wine Jane make- Austen. Sorry. <laughs> She's not the grandmother of winemaking. Wow. What a I'm sure she way. wish she could have wow, been. Wow, my brain. I'm sorry. I'd say she's a forefront female writer because or there might have been was. female writers that were under male names. She was. We don't and know. And actually, I, I'm not Jane Austen did publish her book anonymously. Oh, I'm sure she had. Too. Yeah. It was written as by a fair lady. Oh, okay. So yeah, which is yeah, yeah. was great. Meredith Smith is our esteemed winemaker of Sawtooth Winery. The tasting notes on this it says patience and technique bring the best reward. Which I mean, if we learn anything about patience in this book, yeah, this is I don't know par for the course, one in one. Sawtooth wines reflect the Snake River's majestic mountains, rivers, and vineyards. And our classic Fly Series Chardonnay showcases notes of apple and honeydew, along with hints of vanilla and oak. Ooh, yum. So this is a really delicious Chardonnay. Yeah. It is so yummy. It goes with everything. Would you make a sangria with this? You want it on its own, I'm guessing. I would drink this on my own. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put anything Muddle in it. it. No. Yeah. I'm just I want to. I want to enjoy this one. This yeah. is it's really... Such a great, well, it's I a like hearty the wine. Honeydew, and what was the other one? Honeydew and apple yeah. with vanilla and oak. That's a very so descriptive. It, it is. Yeah. It's a crisp yeah. Chardonnay. We are doing a high tea today. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just, I'm very partial to white wines because I like that they're chilled. Like I mm-hmm. like having a cold drink. Oh yeah. And I do love red wine for when I'm having dinner, I guess for certain meals, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but if I'm just going to be sipping and chatting, yeah. it's going to be white. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I'm not that strong guys. I am a cocktail, <laughs> like chilled drink kind of gal. Yeah. I think it will go well with our. I think food. so too. Yeah. I think if anything, the tartness and the crispness of this yeah. wine is really going to reflect well with what we've baked today yeah in with our high tea we're also gonna what's an arso, arso. We're, <laughs> we're also we're also gonna have tea and <laughs> so this is kind of like our little step into our little mocktail for pregnant people you can't really have that much tea and one of the things that i normally do at home where i Actually, my husband does for me because I'm. It's just better when someone else makes you things. I, I think when someone <laughs> else is serving you, a yeah. Drink, whenever, whenever great. somebody makes you something, it's wonderful. always one hundred percent better. Um, so we just like to do some real hot water, and we'll actually put honey, which we have our Bar Hill honey, uh-huh. and then we'll do some lemon. And sometimes we won't squeeze it, or we'll just put like a lemon round. 
I will get mint leaves and just kind of crush them and put it in there. And it really, and you can do more or less. There's really no recipe to this. It's really just more of what you want. When I was in my first tea, I know. I really do. And there's something about honey and the lemon. It just belongs. Well, mint is really good if you have um, tummy troubles. Yeah, if you have IBS. This is uh, good to know. We always come back to to know. We, it's all about it's all poop. About poop it's all about channel. poop in this show. Yeah. Mint tea yeah. and mint just in general is yeah. really good for your intestines. So if you ever yeah. have like an upset tummy or, you know, something's going on or down you're pregnant, there. You're you know? pregnant. <laughs> just have some mint. It's well, so great. <laughs> but so I've also baked some blackberry scones. Mm. And I found this recipe, but it's a basic recipe. And then I just add stuff to it mm. in my true nature. But the other scone is going to be dill and cheddar, mm. which I think I love sweet and savory, but I love them to like, I like having both options because then yeah. I'm eating one and I'm like, oh, and a bite of another. Okay. And then having, you know, honey with everything. Yeah. And anything. All right. So you tasked me with a very impressive task. I just want to say I didn't task her. I said sometimes <laughs> in England, not sometimes, all the time, they have the clotted cream and it's delicious. So we were like, technically Why? having cream tea because we have clotted cream available to us. And I've never had clotted cream in my life. And we're going to see how it and goes. And she asked me, were you going to make it? I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to make this. <laughs> so Kate has entertaining us with this clotted cream. I'm actually really excited too. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cream, good. It's whipped cream, like, to the 20th degree of butter. And level. I love whipped cream, and I love who, butter. Who doesn't love that? And I think this is just going to be, yeah. you know, really kind of exciting. So that's where we're at. We'll hit you back on the flip side with how we like our snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a little break, and we'll be back with volume one. All right, so chapter so, one. Chapter one. This book is in zero parts. Oh. <laughs> Already disagree. What? So my book is weird. It has a note about where there would have been an original <gasps> volume. Isn't that so weird? It says, before oh, oh. chapter 23, I have brackets and it says, at this point in the first and second editions, volume one ends. <gasps> and then in before chapter 37, it goes, at this point in the first and second editions, volume two ended. So oh it's my volumes. <gasps> Revolves. I had Isn't no that idea. Weird? That's so awesome. And I also, I love the cover of your book. Your book has a beautiful cover. I think it's Marianne. And so now I don't like it. Oh, let's see. She's oh, very yeah. longing, although she looks put together. Well, she is supposed to be gorgeous. Yeah. No. Can't have it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So chapter one. We meet Henry Dashwood, who is the father of the Dashwood girls. Mm-hmm. And he dies. He also is not a very hard worker. I mean, a lot of these gentlemen are not hard workers because they just kind of exist. Henry? The, yeah. The dad? Papa? Yeah. No. He, he's not good with money. No, he had no, a no, first... no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, okay, he got his inheritance from an uncle. He was married twice. He yeah. has a son from a previous marriage. We don't that's like him. John Dashwood. He's okay as far as a person goes. He marries Fanny, who is her name's like Fanny, the most selfish person ever. She doesn't get it. Yeah. Here's what I took from it. So, is it Henry or Harry? I'm already confused. Henry Dashwood is Henry the dad. Henry Dashwood Harry had a marriage. Is... She okay. was rich, and then she died, and she left all of her money to the son because oh, correct. Fair enough. And so then he's razor, blah, blah, blah. But then Harry, 
Why can't I get this right? Hen- Henry the dad, Gosh. Papa Dashwood. Henry remarried to current Mrs. Dashwood, and they had three girls. Which they had are three girls. The girls were following through the story, the Dashwood girls. Mm-hmm. But the the son John, he goes off and he has his money. He went to the good school. Right. He marries some socialite person. Yeah. She's really vapid. They were like totally perfect for each other. Yep, fine to mm-hmm. each their own. They had to move to this uncle's property. No, so. Henry has an uncle that he inherits his estate from. He lived because, there, though. Yeah, they lived there at Norland Park. So Norland Park was given to Henry because his uncle had no children. And so it went to the nearest relation, and that was Henry. But when – and they took care of the uncle in his dying years. Well, they, they so he loved when, them, too, the And girls. he loved them. They were uh, he funny. loved all of them. He loved yeah. everybody. Now, the girls – hadn't married yet and so they didn't have any offspring that's and not the, why though kate he gave the guy was still shrewd he, he gave it to the son he, he gave made it, it go to, straight to the son so the uncle yeah he passed the estate in his will on to to henry. harry who is john dashwood's is it harry son <laughs> so henry is papa harry is grandson but the henry guy gets it though like he makes it because, he just but yeah, he ties it further instead of letting henry be like okay now it's all my land and i get to right. say who gets it right he was no it got passed it's to gonna go son. to your son and so then but see the point was that he had never saved any money like henry did not have anything they were he, courtesy he, yeah. of this uncle right which is nice and again it's great to have but at the same However, time, I'm thinking, how did you make your money? Well, the, the idea was, the or the hope was, and this is what I think he the got same to, thing that happened yeah. with the Bennets in Pride and Prejudice is, God forbid, if the father passed away before the daughters were married off. Well, but see, the thing is, Mr. Bennett's, not that we're, we're totally bridging here, yeah. but Mr. Bennett had money. They just didn't spend it correctly. He had money. He was a gentleman. It was passed down to him. He mm-hmm. had some sort of stocks or I don't know what those guys did. Income. But instead of saving more money, because they kept thinking they were going to have sons, they had like mm-hmm. five girls or right. something crazy. So theoretically, yes, he's going to die. And eventually the girls would theoretically get married off. But what would happen to Mrs. Bennett? And that's where you get screwed. Be left with destitute. So with yeah. this, to me, I'm just like, Henry just is dumb. Because then he was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have a lot of years because the property itself, I think, I forget how much money it makes a year because it was mm-hmm. a big property. It there's is an a, estate, there's farms. But he, of course, dies like three months later, something really dumb. Mm-hmm. So he only gets 10,000 pounds was left to him, which was mm-hmm. left to the girls. Mm-hmm. So then here comes this son that we, they're kind of like stepbrothers, stepsisters, but they're kind of not that great with them. And he comes well, and takes over. Okay. No, not not quite. John yeah. Dashwood, I think he's not a bad person. I think he's just kind of aloof and I think he has no balls. That's a, he has really, no balls. He has zero guy. balls. He's completely worked over by his wife Fanny. But he's also dumb because here's where the sense and sensibility bit comes in. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's life circumstances, and sure, you are gonna be partial to your wife's opinion. Mm-hmm. But you gotta have an opinion too. You've gotta have mm-hmm. some sort of sensibility of being like, hey, on my dad's deathbed, he asked me to take care of my sisters. My sisters. So therefore, I said yes, and I mm-hmm. need to follow through. And the the wife just totally works him over. Oh is yeah. This chapter well, one? and this is it. Are we just jumping? yeah. This 
is still chapter one. This goes to show how manipulative women are in this book. And I think if anything, that's like the biggest theme is just how manipulative women are. Here's John and John's like, oh, I want to give him this amount of money. And then Fanny's like, oh, what brother would do half as good for his real sisters? They're only your half sisters. Yeah. And eventually talks him down to almost giving them nothing. Why don't we oh, just wait. like this let is them... chapter two. Oh, this is. Chapter OK, two. so we're going to go back one minute. Eh, but he, but, but in chapter one, he does say that he promised that he would give them. Oh, I can spare three thousand pounds to them a year. Like mm-hmm. because the thing is, the estate that they live on now, they're they're kind of homeless because technically it goes to Mr. John Dashwood. It goes to John Dashwood. And yeah. Fanny Mrs. Yeah. Other Miss Dashwood. Yeah. She is the mistress. So she's kind of like if you're living in a home and someone comes in and is this is my home now. And you're still living there because they can't outright kick you out well, either. Yeah. Essentially. It's it, kind of it like this be, woman power trip. Like, no, this is my kitchen. It, no, this is mine. It is essentially what it yeah. is, is. Your dad remarried. Yeah. Your dad passed away. The house was in the will written to you, your child. Yeah. And you say, okay, this is my house now. And you kick out your stepmom. They don't even talk to these people a lot, which is even more awkward. It's like mm-hmm. those relatives that you just don't want to talk which i want to understand more and they don't tell they don't really give us any indication of this but john dashwood's only like 10 years older than his sisters yeah so he still had a relationship with his sisters growing up and so probably went aboard and his mom well that's probably true too Mm -hmm. but this would have been his stepmom, and he mm-hmm. had to have some relation with her. Some, I think maybe during holidays and stuff. Yeah, but I think it was the nature to send the oldest male, or Off if not to all the males, school. to like the prep school. Right. Yeah, because they had to go be right proper. Even though I don't think they technically had careers, mm-hmm. but they were taught things. There was yeah, they and had to I be educated. Of course. The, the other weird thing is like if someone in your family dies, and like in this case, it's really weird because they're going to go and take over the home. You wouldn't necessarily go and do an invasion. So originally, Mm -hmm. Mr. John Mm -hmm. was going to go over by himself and like kind of see how his family was doing because obviously they're grieving the dad. And this is how annoying you first get is Miss Fanny Mm -hmm. was supposed to hang back with the son Mm -hmm. and she just comes right away on her own. Like she was supposed to literally wait and she just kind of bombards it. She's like, nope, it's my house now. So I'm going to (laughs) start moving everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she gives nobody. So right off the bat, she was already kind of stepping on everyone's toes. Oh, immediately And the mom's trying to hold it together for her daughters because here's the reality is These people now are responsible for giving money to her for her daughters. And her Mm -hmm. daughters, she still has to marry off because that's Mm -hmm. really the business here. It's like the sons, you know, you got to marry them off too. But the girls, you really got to marry off. You really have to marry off the girls because the girls can't inherit anything. No. And they also- They're literally left with whatever income or interest they have on the estate. And especially these girls weren't going to have much. And also to be selfish, she needs to make sure someone's going to take care of her because if she doesn't marry them off, right? Here's the funny thing. Again, when I started investigating the ages, I thought it would put... Oh, yeah. How old is the mom? Do you know? Yes. I do know how old the mom is. Take a guess. Like 33? 39 to 40. Yeah. Because the oldest is Eleanor. She's 19. Eleanor's 19. Is it Eleanor? Eleanor. I never am going to get these names right. And then the next one's Marianne. And Marianne is 17 in this story. Oh, she's really punching that one out. Yeah. Okay. And then it? Margaret, the youngest, is 13. Yeah. That right. you know, cuz I feel like she got tired. Like two's a lot. 
is what I'm told. <laughs> and in the third, they were like, Whoops. So, yeah, so you're 39 and 40, and you've been married. Your husband's died. I don't have an age for the dad. I know. I wonder I, I really don't is. know. Probably in the 40s, somewhere between 40 and 50 when he died yeah. is what I would I mean, guess. Now, John weird. Dashwood is which makes sense because john w- is would around be about 39 yeah because yeah, he's 30 sure fanny the closest thing i could find was mid to late 20s yeah so that makes sense yeah it and is they weird. have they have a son 19 um, back then wasn't like 19 now for you no, high school kids no. out there that was just if you weren't married by like your early 20s, 20s. something's going on like yeah. mid-20s you were starting to become spinstery yeah because yeah. i mean the life expectancy wasn't long it's not to mm-hmm. say that if you're in your 30s you're not going to get married it was just back then that was you had your kids by then mm-hmm. which i really think puts some things into perspective because as we psychologically and mentally yeah yeah y- here's your mom she's 40 which is not yeah. that much older Super than we are now. Yeah. <laughs> like you're Which living like, a life at 40. You're, yeah. Basically have to marry off your teenage daughters because you mm-hmm. want to make sure they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. I mean, and also, so now that we're talking about the daughters, so Eleanor, the oldest, Eleanor, the oldest, she's kind of the counselor is what they say. She's the one that kind of keeps everybody together. And I think that's so typical of the older sibling mm-hmm. is that they're the right hand. Or not. She's just maternal. I don't want to say dispassionate because she's not. She's just very, she's an introvert. I think for her, and I can relate because my mom is very, I love you, mom, but she's a very passionate person. Mm. And so I think as the oldest, sometimes you got to like balance that out because you're like trying to figure what out. What is she, it about, sorry, what is it about Jane Austen's novels where the mom is always this almost caricature because, of like what a mother is? Did you ever is. watch Becoming Jane? No. Oh, I think you would like okay. that. The way she wrote, especially Willoughby, it bothers me Wait, because I'm like, oh, I know I'm jumping ahead. So oh, shut up. Willoughby because like sucks. this is so, because I don't think he's realistic. I no, 100% I think he's, he's too not. realistic. Oh, really? Oh, man. <laughs> I, he just, he frustrated me reading it because I was like, there's no man that would do this. Yeah. I don't know. Or not, no modern man would do this, but. Um. Anyways, but all right. Anyway, so sorry, chapter so two. Wait, we have to finish describing right, the fine. girls. Eleanor. Eleanor. So. so she's like the grounded one. She's the one kind of trying. Oh, because the mom's like trying to freak out and she's like going through hysterias. Uh-huh. Eleanor's the one that throughout the book is always got to be civil, guys. Keep it together. We yeah. still have to be polite. Eleanor, you know, remember, remember Eleanor your P's and Q's. Very polite. She's very proper. Prudent, I guess. Very like, proper. She's very. She can think ahead and she can see it. She's got some flaws though. I, I don't there's some things oh, later that yeah. I feel like oh she's yeah she's not a, she's not she's, a perfect character she's more cerebral than her other members of her family she is very and that's Marianne a great word for her is and more Marianne passionate is dramatic drama she feels drama. everything she's definitely like she loves music but she doesn't love music she loves music and she yeah. loves art to her it's like a zero-sum game i don't know i've She's, not in the middle child family but i want to oh i'm see i'm the middle child but i'm also the only daughter so i think there's it's again, different it's a little different it's a little yeah. different However, we don't really know that much about Margaret because she's really kind of yeah, just... she's a kid. She's a kid, and we don't... She kind of wants to be like Marianne. They said it's, she's starting to show influence of mm-hmm. gravitating towards Marianne, so Eleanor is very much on her own. Like She she yeah. kind of writes it in that way that she's I'm so kind of, kind of losing outlier. Margaret already. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the outlier of my yeah. family. So they note that Jane says about Marianne is that you know she's very generous, but she's mm-hmm. in everything but not 
prudent or not cautious kind mm-hmm. of. So she's she can be generous about things that she doesn't necessarily have. Yeah. And so Eleanor's like the one in the middle trying to be like, guys, oh, we got to get out of this house. Like, we got to make sure that we can get the things we need. That's such a great description of Marianne. I think it's yeah. like spot on. And I think she really isn't a malicious person. I think she's just too into her own feelings yeah. to actually open her eyes and Mm -hmm. see the repercussions of her feelings and Eleanor is the opposite she has her own feelings but instead of being into them she puts them inside her and And she has to move on she has to move on because she has to pick up the slack of everyone else but I think by the end of the novel we really see that she's a dreamer well I think I mean it's a very Marianne thing because Eleanor isn't lacking feelings it's just that unfortunately she can't life show goes them. on yeah. and she can't deal with them she has to deal with life because mm-hmm. we cut to later marianne's having tantra i mean it's yeah. like you know you gotta yeah. marianne's been quite the so, drama queen it's yeah. kind of like when you're part of a couple or of a friendship mm-hmm. or anything and if somebody's having a bad time mm-hmm. you can't have that bad time too you gotta be like we gotta get to the next destination mm-hmm. and we gotta have a snack Mm-hmm. And then maybe then it's your turn to mm-hmm. have a tantrum. Chapter two. <laughs> that was a lot. And by the way, these pages don't go this fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just like, you really just learn about backstories. Yeah. It's all about backstories. There's not a lot that yeah. actually happens. And I think that's, again, another reason why Emma Thompson's adaptation yeah. of this book is so great because she really cuts out a lot of the exposition but you get it immediately yeah you know you don't need yeah, it i remember from the one time i watched the movie i remember feeling like yeah i like that yeah. like i got the idea but i don't remember it being this grinding oh gosh sure. this was so grinding yeah. but anyway fanny comes to visit then we go to chapter three where oh, now you want it to becomes... talk about chapter two well i mean what else do you want to say? There's really... Well, there's the awkwardness of them being... And they're in the house for months, though. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's, that's the That other goes problem. into chapter three, yeah. is you start to see the balance between Mrs. Dashwood yeah. and Fanny Dashwood, because they start battling each other, and there's oh, Eleanor. Yeah. And when well, I say battling... Well, chapter two is the money thing. That was the yeah. whole money... This is when we really this is learn we about find Fanny out. being okay. dumb. Ultimately, what the girls are left with is about 500 pounds a year. Which in modern days, do you want to take a guess of what that would Is be? It like 50 bucks? Okay. No, wait, 200 pounds wasn't that. Okay, so, so 500, 500 pounds a year. It's a family of four. They have to live on approximately $22,000 a year. Yeah. That's not a lot. But However, this class is different. They are used, they're all used to living at a different degree. Yeah. I mean, especially Fanny. I think it's she a She probably moderate... spends that much in dresses. Uh, probably. probably. <laughs> $22,000 a year. So, I, I mean, know. if you think about, like, their living expenses, obviously a big chunk of that is going to consume $22,000. Well, so they're really not left with anything fluffy. And so here's what, <laughs> what the, the thing about Fanny, and you really, this chapter really sums her up to the T. Mm. And you see the trends later, but this is really, like, the, the highlight of John and Fanny mm. is... John starts with saying, hey, so this is what I'm going to offer them because we're they're getting so much. I mean, they're getting the big estate. And it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, a big house. It's like an estate with farms and more property and blah, blah, blah. They're going to have so much salary from this. They already have money. And again, this mm-hmm. is their money. It's not their deal. The, the problem I have is that he already made up his mind on the deathbed and was like, I'm going to give them 3000 a year. year. And mm-hmm. it's not like a piece. It's like for all of, all them. of them. 
And mm-hmm. there's four girls, and they're going to have to find a home. They're yeah. going to have to furnish it. You're not going to Ikea. They have to literally get mm-hmm. furniture, which already is super expensive. Right. We all know this now if you're not going to Ikea. And <laughs> it's the dying wish. Like, that's what I made peace with. He was mm-hmm. happy. And then she starts coming. She's like, well, you don't want them to be uncomfortable in their new life. Like, yeah. you want them to live within. And it's like yeah, she's you don't want telling them, to them live outside the of women, needs. how they're going to have to feel. That's when yeah. I start getting like, listen, if you don't want to give them the money, just say so. Yeah. Just be like, no, Fanny's I don't want to give them very the money. She's very smart. They're literally fighting over nickels by the end of it. I yeah. mean, it's going from like the 3,000 pounds to they're like, well, if they're taking their China, we should take away some more money. Because right. that was the other thing. They were bequeathed their actual property, their which assets, was their yeah. for some furniture. The, the furniture. Really, the she was upset that the China. really good China had to go. And I was like, yeah. lady, go buy yourself some China. You'll be fine. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying. This woman has been schooled on the art of manipulating her husband. He, he just doesn't. I mean, he's just in love with her. I mean, it is a, their own little love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, yeah. It's fine. I think that's all that happens in that chapter is just that, yeah, Mr. Dashwood's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We'll just, yeah. you're right. Ultimately, I'll just figure that out. I'll help them move. Yeah. Because he was going to yeah. even he do was gonna all this stuff. Yeah. He was like, oh, we'll make sure that we help them move everything out. And even that, I think Fanny was like, yes. Yeah. Like, don't you want to, I feel like the next thing would have been like, don't you want to. You want to deprive them of a workout of moving their fridge? Yeah. You know, like, what was the next step? It was like, why don't we just take their clothes so that way they, that way they don't even have to move things. They yeah. can just get new things. So chapter two is a little oh, annoying man. in that sense because that's really, it's all about the money. Yeah. I just, again, it's their money. They want to dispose of it. Just own the fact that you don't want to give them any money. Just say it. Manipulative women. Manipulative women. Chapter three. So chapter three, the best thing about Fanny is that she has a brother named Edward. And Edward comes to stay. And Edward is everything opposite that Fanny is. He is just sweet and kind and completely goes out of his way to just be the most wonderful person to these daughters. And kind of reserved in an Eleanor way. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Eleanor and Edward get each other because they're kind of playing this game of civility. And Marianne Mm -hmm. just does not understand Yeah, he's very much in similar spirits of Eleanor. He's just sensible and... You know, and of course, Fanny, you can only imagine what her mother was like. So her mom and Fanny have big plans for Edward. Like, he's supposed to be political or something. He's like the younger brother, so he's kind of... No, he's the oldest. I thought he was... No, he's the oldest brother. Fanny's the oldest. That's right. He's the oldest brother. Right. But, you know, so they had a lot of plans. But so that's going on. We have like, okay, we're excited because Edward's here. The other problem is Miss Dashwood's playing like this nice. I'm sorry, the original, like the widower is playing this nice game with the brother and the daughter-in-law because she thinks that he's going to keep to his word. He has every intention. Like he was always nice to them the whole time. They were there for, I think, six months, actually. And so she thinks that they're actually going to do it. So this whole time she's like, like all right just bide my time deal with this crazy lady Mm -hmm. and then i think that that we still don't know yet right in chapter three about what no eleanor and uh eleanor and edward this is the whole edward and eleanor yeah they become really close friends and obviously they can see that there's a bit of an attraction between them and that's when fanny really puts the pressure on Mrs. Dashwood saying, oh, well, we expect him to marry really well. And, and she was like, oh, well, you she, know. And everyone likes Edward. He's going to be, yeah. every, everyone likes Edward. Edward's yeah. just. I think he's all right. I, he's not my type. 
But he he suits Eleanor. Really? Yeah. I think Robbie is totally Edward. I don't know. I think we have to get into it. I have a couple ideas about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, no, it's, you know, I think the problem is I'm Eleanor in certain things, yeah, but, but Mary I'm very and... verbal. Yeah. And so Robbie, we just are opposite, and we play. I don't know. I almost in my head I pictured Edward as, Robbie. as a Robbie character. We'll have to really talk about that at the back end. This is <laughs> this is already an interesting concept here. But, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, we learn. So, chapter three is learning about Edward mm-hmm. and how reserved he is. But, it's like, in a nice way, not, like, in a jerky way. Yeah. And then chapter four is, I think this is when Marianne's really going at it about how Edward has no taste in art and how he can't be passionate <laughs> yeah, Marianne, about Eleanor. Because, yeah. you know, they all sing and dance and paint. And I think mm-hmm. Eleanor is her, she's, like, the artist one and then mm-hmm. marianne's like the musical she mm-hmm. does the piano mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. read they all read in this society there's nothing to do yeah was they're say, not what farming else is there to do marianne comes to realize that eleanor loves yeah edward and marianne almost teasingly oh just tell me he'll be my brother and i'll love him yeah. forever but and she's, she's so like she's what like, what yeah. do you mean like no you can't think well, that she doesn't here's the thing eleanor doesn't count her chickens before she they're does hatched not. and marianne will count the basket she'll count the hay <laughs> like she'll count everything it's in the so basket true. before it's even in there she'll be like well eventually there'll be eggs in this basket so there uh-huh. will be many chickens yeah <laughs> that's really but they both are so sweet they do genuinely love each other and mm-hmm. they respect each other but this is the first time we see a little sister spat, too, in chapter four, mm-hmm. which I love. I mean, that is so I wish realistic. I had a sister for this kind of experience. But do because... you not have spats with your brothers? Like, no. Like, do they just, were they like, it's cool. No, my brothers and I, <laughs> no, no, my brothers and I were always very close, but we wouldn't, there was no squabbles like this or anything yeah. like that. No. Yeah, I mean, their squabble was, of course, over a boy, and it was yeah, over Edward. Course. And Marion's. Not that Marion wasn't because she liked oh, Edward. No, like it was, was more teasing like teasing. Him. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, he's not this. He's and not then, as cultured as he could be. He's got terrible taste in music. Or you like, know. just because she doesn't throw his feelings around. So it's yeah. very much like a little jib-jab oh, yeah. towards each other. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just trying to see what else I have. Oh, for. the last thing in Chapter 4 that was important was the cottage is offered to them. Sir John. Is that what Chapter 4 mm-hmm. is? Sir John Middleton gets uh, offers them the cottage. And... Oh. And I think around this time, she tells, before this happens, Edward's sister, Fanny. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do that. They go, Edward's sister. And I'm like, you already told us who she is. Like, yeah. stop. Says that the match would be inappropriate. Right. Like, straight up tells her to her face. Just, well, you know, they it won't happen. So, And yeah. I think at this point, she also realizes she's not going to be getting them. Like, she just, she's got to get out. Because mm-hmm. I think Ms. Dashwood recognizes that I'm going to start poisoning her drinks. <laughs> Someone's going to die in yep. this house. I've yep. got to get out of here. And yep. I think they had been looking at houses before. But I remember Eleanor looking- said... Yeah, she would be like, we can't this. afford that, mom. We yeah. don't need to have five servants. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we need to have a servant. Don't get me wrong, because they're yeah. not washing their own clothes. So Sir John Middleton is a distant relation of Mrs. Dashwood. Okay. This would be the I mom. I never got, I figured everybody was related, because every single person they is are. related to each and other. And you it's know like what? And when they British say related, thing. it could be like second cousin, third cousin. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like when matter. they say we're they're marrying like, your cousin, but they're really not. They're not. Most, I mean, like, as far as like related goes, yeah. it's so vague that it's, oh, yeah, well, we're distant cousins, so that means you have to take care of me, which is like yeah. so random. But So I feel like at this point, I was projecting because we are trying to sell our home. Yeah. And so at this, and like the whole movie anybody who's ever moved whether you're going to a home or an apartment or anywhere mm-hmm. it 
is really like stressful. And so then she was doing this and she was like, he was explaining the cottage and letter. I was like, you're not going to go see it. Like, cause they're moving far and it's like 30 miles isn't 30 miles or however. It's like Mm -hmm. you're cross countrying it in a wagon. Basically. This is like weeks of travel. Yeah. So, but I think it's so funny. She was just at this point, she was like, I'm just ready to go. Well, yeah, I think Mrs. Dashwood knew that to stay at Norland park. Well, it was also, it was, she would be like, I don't care. Well, it was like breaking their heart. And there's Fanny who wants to, it's their it's their dream home. It's It's the home that they grew up where she brought her daughters home to. And then all of a sudden now she has to pick up and leave and move. And here's Fanny who wants to come in and redecorate. Someone coming into your home and being like moving your kitchen dishes around and being like, This is my those are my cups. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? I can't imagine it. Yeah, I think that's all for chapter four. Yeah. Four. Sorry. Eleanor agrees that they can afford chapter five is when we agree or chapter four. Oh no, no, she chapter four. She was like cool. Yeah. She's like, whatever. So cool. We'll it get out of here. The guy seems like, nice. Might not rape us. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They what? don't know. It's just letters. These people just send letters and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like your cousin and um, you can just come over. It's fine. Just There's a cottage kind of like you've barely you. met this cousin before. You have and no idea. Like, it's fine. We'll just move. Chapter five, the girls leave Norland. Yeah. Which and is Marianne's kinda, super yeah. dramatic because she loves her oh, trees. Oh, she's so dramatic. What is it? The knoll or something? There, She was like, and then there won't be any trees anywhere. Yeah. I mean, leaving your home is traumatic anyway. Yeah, it's an end of a chapter. I I, I feel her because, yeah. you know, no matter what, even if you're moving on to something bigger, better, maybe not. Maybe it's the same. It's just that's like you're saying goodbye to part of your life. Mm-hmm. That you've been in. Mm-hmm. It was you moved from an apartment. Mm-hmm. It was like you and Alex. The it's an end of an it's era. The beginning. Yeah, when we moved from the city to the countryside, really suburbia. Yeah, but, <laughs> she's got <laughs> cows. It's not real. Cannoli's like I don't live in the country. It is very different to go from like city living to suburbia. I mean, yeah. it, it's well, you don't different. know what the noises of your homes are too. It's oh, like everything. I will is different say that feelings. that was like a huge experience when it was like the What's first that? night. Where's all the sirens? Yeah. Like, you just know mm-hmm. all the little quirks of your home. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because the only things they had to send over were their books and their china mm-hmm. and linens. And, of course, Marianne's piano. Mm-hmm. And I think Mrs. Dashwood even – or Fanny even was like, ugh. They're taking all the they're taking the all nice the good things. stuff, which yeah. is their stuff. But of course, you know, Fanny is they went, just yeah. They went down to Fanny two maids and a a, a man, I a guess. maid and a man, because that's what she would need to do. And oh, sorry, my only note for chapter five was yeah. Miriam was being very dramatic, and I I only wrote <laughs> I don't really know who he is, but I feel really bad for her husband. <laughs> that's what I wrote oh. for Miriam. He's got his hands full. Is what I have. Okay. Okay, chapter six. Here's when we start getting introduced to... And the road trip sucked, by the way. The road... This was a bad trip. Yeah, it was a really bad trip. But this is when we start meeting a lot of characters. And if you can't keep them straight it can get very confusing very quickly well do you want to talk about the cottage first because that was one of the things so they had been driving forever Uh in this carriage stuck in this carriage four chicks yeah they only stopped to eat and they're like get out Uh and then they were expected you know to settle in their home and the maids and the man were already there and i think they were Mm -hmm. super excited because they were coming from norland yeah super busy place and then they're basically out in these imagine okay you think of england countryside they're kind of like this cottage plop there like they're miles and miles and miles away from their description of a cottage is very different than what i would consider a description of a cottage their cottage to me is a four or five bedroom house oh yeah they're picturesque a one-room studio 
Yeah. And even today, did you ever watch that movie? Uh, Kate Winslet was in it and Cameron Diaz where they switch home, the holidays. Oh, oh, the holiday. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, that was going to bug me. And Kate Winslet lives in this cottage and stuff. Yeah. So my British friends were like, that is really expensive to live in. That yeah. would be the ultimate Londoner would be like, yeah, I have a cottage and yeah. whatever. So to me, I mean, they're still is, not slumming it, but by standards no, of being no. from an estate to, right. to a cottage, to, go to just from, have a couple servants in to the go middle from of like trees. The Biltmore to your standard five bedroom house. Yeah. You know, they're hurting the, a little. It's a, well, it's a little bit of yeah. an ego. They entertain punch, like you know? twenty people at a time at this time. You know, they have well, big parties and stuff. So they're like, "Where do I do that?" But do you remember? I don't. Who was it that later in the book was like, "Oh, it's Robert Ferris." Oh, he yeah, was like, he's nice. and he's like, "Oh, I love a cottage. You could oh, still entertain in that a cottage." Too. I was like, you shove it, but, buddy. yeah. But, but yeah. they could definitely, they could still entertain. Yeah. They wouldn't have a grand ballroom like they probably had at Norland, but they've got space. They're not slumming it. Yeah. It's going to be, it's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful cottage. It kind of goes back to chapter five a little, but I love the mom because I think at this point I'm kind of like the mom just yeah. for a minute with real estate. They're downsizing. Because they're downsizing, but she's like, I could always add on mm -hmm. and people could visit me. Exactly. And then she's I could like, add I another always, thing. Yep. And Eleanor's like Robbie in that sense. We don't have the budget for this right now. Maybe we will wait till <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. We need to calm down. Yep, yep. <laughs> the servants are so excited by the time these girls come because they're like, people, yeah. we know you. Yeah. And there's no food. There's no grocery store. I mean, like, they normally have to eat from their own land. Right. So that's when we meet. Oh, and I described the cottage as mm -hmm. it's like a farmhouse kind of feeling like it's like the equivalent of this really cute house but like joanna Gaines has to like come and like yeah. fix it a little bit yeah. like it just needs a little love but it's really cute it's like ship flap no, needs to go over like here put the yeah. ship flap here let's get some windows yeah so but this house is gorgeous i know it's gonna it be was beautiful pretty small, but it was in a great neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> that's really what this cottage is all about because their neighbors and their landlord slash distant cousin, cousin allegedly is sir john middleton and he is just a character i freaking love sir john middleton I like he's probably one of my favorite characters in this thing because I, he is just this bright jolly man who in my head i put him at about like 60 you want to know how actually old he how was old is he He's around 40. So he and... He's around the mom's He's age. the mom. Yeah, he and yeah, the mom. Yeah, for some reason I thought he was older too. Yeah, you would think he was, but he's like not. Like even on a scale, like I mm -hmm. thought like he was older than the mom. Yeah, he's not. He would be about 40 is what I found in my notes. He is married to Lady Middleton, who which we don't ever get her name. We don't... I don't think we meet her just yet, but... No, we meet her. Not in this chapter. Yeah, we this do. is the one where we no. just meet Sir John and he sends no. baskets of food. No. Yeah. Conversation, however, was not wanted for Sir John. Oh, you're was right. Very sorry, chatty, I'm sorry. And Lady Milton had taken the wise you're precaution right. of being. Of, I'm reading. Of bringing their eldest. My child. note says long middle. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was Lady. Lady Middleton. Okay, I just want to say too yeah. on the before we keep going to the Middletons because mm. I knew Kate and I were going to like them. The renovations too yeah. for the mom. She was the note Jane says, or she was like she was talking about all these renovations for a woman who's never saved money in her life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, Give yep. her a second. Okay, she's trying to make do with what she's got. Yep. But Sir John Middleton, Sir John I knew Middleton. I loved him when he sent baskets of food because yes. who's going 
gonna say no to free food? I mean, and it, could you imagine it was meats? Like was, the first yeah. one was veggies, and yeah. then the next one was like, like meats, meats and stuff. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine Even his like newspaper? He, he is, send. Yeah, exactly. He it's sends so the newspapers. Like he knew these girls, what situation they were coming into, and he took care of them. But literally, it is had the like had the forefront to be like these people are guests on my estate, even though they're renting my cottage. Right. I'm going to take care of these people. What I love, too, is thank God, because these people, it's not like, oh, you moved in and you got no dinner, but you're going to order pizza. There's mm-hmm. no pizza. There's no food. Like, you can't go to the grocery store. These yeah. people, were they're not near a town. They're so far away. Like, if they did not have these baskets of food, yeah. like, I don't know what they were. There's no canned food. Like, there's nothing to do. And the <laughs> newspaper <jarred> is <laughs> the equivalency of getting, like, someone's Wi-Fi password before your internet gets hooked up. <laughs> Gosh, like, we got to know. Yeah. We got to know. We're going to know about what's going on in town and stuff. Yeah. And Lady Middleton, I think here's she, my Wi-Fi password. Here's my Wi-Fi password until you get, get your Comcast comes yeah. over. Except for Except so like Sir Comcast. John is incredibly wonderful and engaging and entertaining as a character. He just wants, and we see this later, mm-hmm. but he wants to be busy and these people mm-hmm. don't have jobs. Right. And so he does funnel in a positive way, but he wants to have parties. He's uh-huh. like Martha he wants Stewart's to entertain. dream husband. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but the problem with Martha Stewart's <laughs> no, dream no, husband... No, he's Ina Garden's husband. That's who he is. Is Lady Middleton, thank gosh she has like some stuff, but she gets sprung all the time with guests coming over. Mm-hmm. I think she likes it too because they kind of don't want to talk to each other is what I'm gathering. It's like so, they're that couple that wants to throw so parties all the time. Lady Middleton is, as described, being obsessed with her children. She has four children. She's only 27, children. so he, she is significantly she, yeah, I have younger. She's between 25 and 35. Where did you 27. I think that's in the book. Oh, okay. She is polite she and well bred. Yeah, she is significantly You're younger right. than. I keep cutting you because I think I'm just not reading my handwriting because it looks like a psycho wrote it. Oh, but. You're right. She talks about her kids. She's very, I yeah. don't know how many she has still. She has four kids. Okay. But she's obsessed with her kids and her whole life is her kids. So she's obviously not giving John Which the attention he actually, needs. Which is refreshing, actually, because back then what? they had nannies and oh, they really right. didn't spend time with their kids. She, I don't know on the mom scale where we're at here. There's a couple <laughs> no, they're notes. spoiled. They're spoiled. There's a couple notes where I'm just like, that is not the best way to handle that. But again, yeah. no mom shaming. I'm just <laughs> saying. But he's really chatty. But they also like to host, though. They, they do. She wants, they're entertainers and they want to host people and they want to talk about how cute their dining room is. And how great their kids are. Because they're hosting you and they want to have balls mm-hmm. and they want to have parties. Uh-huh. And now they have this built-in guest list mm-hmm. that are these chicks and they're lovely and they're well-read. Uh-huh. And so they're entertaining. It's a dream. Marianne and plays the piano and mm-hmm. Eleanor paints. I mean, they're there's a mom. Yeah. Who doesn't there's want a somebody mom? else to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now they've got built-in guests. You're and right. So lucky for these girls mm-hmm. because again, they would have starved. And also <laughs> now they have something to go do because again, uh-huh. there's only so many walks you can do before you're done. Before well, maybe if you're Kate and I, country. we're just like, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So chapter seven. So I have, I wrote down uh party people. Like they, they are yeah. party people. So yeah. And they've got a big house. They, they call it the park because it's that big. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was funny. Barton, but they always, Barton Park. They always keep a lot of company was the other note. like, And back then, it's not like you come to dinner and you go. like They sleep over because it's yeah. so far. The one who is probably the most prominent guest oh, that yeah. they always have is Lady Middleton's mother, Mrs. Jennings. There's always the mom. 
And she is the gossipy, well-intentioned mother of her. Lady Middleton. She's like the thing now, that keeps this book together. She is. She, she really is. is. Now, Mrs. Jennings, this is this is where it can get really confusing because Mrs. Jennings has two daughters. Now, yes. both of them are married. And so we they, find her later. Yeah, we meet Charlotte Palmer later, who because, is her second again, daughter. again, they say Mrs. Palmer, right. and then they say Charlotte sometimes. And then mm-hmm. they say, what's this girl's name again? Lady Middleton. What's her first name? I don't know. I don't remember. It's just some <laughs> random Lady girl's Middleton. name gets thrown out. She and never, we never confused. meet her name. Her name is She's Lady Middleton. Lady. The, the thing about the party people couple is that he's a sportsman mm-hmm. and she likes being a mom is what mm-hmm. they say. Right. They both are able to do that because they have the money mm-hmm. to throw these parties. Yeah. And just do whatever they want. Now, and now if there was no money, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen this Mrs. couple. Jennings is very rich. But her, her son-in-law is definitely richer, right? He elevated. No, the, I think, think she was. the money? She was. The, mo- she has husband. money from her husband. However. Because right. they have a, she has a London home, but she stays right. in the country with right. her However, Yeah, because she okay. wants to be with her family. Yeah, why would you have your own Yeah, country? why would you, well, yeah. And okay. she, I think at this point, she's just, because she's always like, oh, well, I can send him one of my maids or something. You know, she has a lot of money, too. Yeah. Because both of her daughters have married off well, she just has a lot of money that she can like just miss flaunt around. Too. Yeah. And well, she's, and she's, and this is what women did at that yeah. time was, my daughters are already married off really well, so uh, yeah. let me help you get your daughters now, married off. Now, here's why I don't think Jane Austen likes Lady Middleton. No, um, Mrs. Ms. Jennings? Jennings. <gasps> I think she doesn't because Miss Jennings oh. is described as a little vulgar. She, she is, is described as punchy. Yeah. And because I think the British, it's, Eleanor is like the picturesque behavior. It's... You're civil and you know when to talk. And if someone's, you're being entertained by hosts, of course you're going to be like, mm-hmm. hello, how are you? And Even Mrs. if you're upset Jennings about it. Mrs. Jennings doesn't care. She's got money and so she can do whatever she wants. And she, you know what she does? She's kind of like Latina. I think that she was, she, she, <laughs> she I don't be, think Jane She'd be gets like the it. Latina grandmother. She's, she sees you going through something mm-hmm. and she's not going to let you privately go through it. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, what's wrong with you? You hungry? What are you yeah. doing? Why are you crying in the corner? Yep. That's basically, and maybe that's why I like her so much because she just keeps it real. And if yeah. it wasn't for her, nobody in this book would do anything because everyone's mm-hmm. so freaking polite yep. that they're too scared to like offer a comment. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Yeah. And I think at least in Pride and Prejudice, there's more movement. Maybe that's why I liked it. But well, this one, I it's think, so... I think Mrs. Jennings would be the proper Mrs. Bennett. Like, Mrs. Bennett is just, like, vulgar... Mrs. Jennings got some smarts She's and money. She's smart and, right. mo- and she has the money. Right. So she has the ability to yeah. be the sassy woman, you know? Yeah. And I think she is nicer in the way she's very generous. Like She, she's very she generally generous. does want to help people. It's yeah. not malicious. But she's just kind of like, I don't have time to go around these little politeness. She's, she's probably oversteps her bounds. Sure. But again, in, eh, in like the best that. well-intentioned <laughs> yeah. way. And she is gossipy. But again, yeah. like, what else is she going to do? I mean, yeah. she's going to be gossipy. She's got grandkids. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. the extent. She's set. Her daughters are married off well. She's got grandkids. She's got heirs. She's, there's nothing that she has to worry about. So she's also watching these girls like a hawk. Like, because oh, now yeah. she's got fresh meat uh-huh. to like deal with. It's like and more we, people to play with. We have, <laughs> here's where I hate words. Brandon, what's his title? Colonel Brandon. Every time I read it, Colonel. Colonel Brandon. So I keep going CB Brandon. where I start going Cornell. You know, I'm Colonel just Colonel like, Brandon, which, yeah, it doesn't. Like that's not how I spell Colonel, but of course that is colonel. how you spell Colonel. It's like Colonel. colonel I call Brandon. him CB. So he's like their family friend. He has his own land, but he's uh-huh. fifty three. No, he's not fifty three. It's no, his old bachelor fifty three. No, from the he's book. not. 
No. You're Colonel calling Jade Brandon. Colonel Brandon is 35. Who says that? Some weird lady that's typing? No. And- no. Colonel Brandon is 35. No. Yes. Because he's 5 and 30. Oh, see. Okay. I know. The way they say things, rather than saying 22, I'd they say it. 2 and 20. He's 35. I put 53. He might as well be 53. So this whole time, <laughs> I'm reading this book. I'm like, ew, he's, he's in love with a 17-year-old. Because yeah, he's no. in love with Marianne. It's still gross. Because who's not going to like it's the pretty young thing? Right. Exactly. Who's emotional. And, and he's dramatic like, and talented like, and beautiful. He's like, you know when you, well, you shouldn't, but you shake up a bottle like a champagne bottle. And you know when you <laughs> pop it open. <laughs> it's gonna be like party time explode that's what he is he's like this bottle that like you know he has to stay still <laughs> he has to stay still because he's got like there's something brewing in there he's very serious and he like anytime anyone talks to him he's like yes that's fine <laughs> like he's a very like but he's a good guy he's no. a good guy and then he of course so he sees good. marianne and she's um, just like yeah. the exact opposite she's like this life source to his drain sure that's what i've got to have <laughs> open me up Aww. like but i do like him from the beginning i think i gravitate towards people jennings and brandon because they're just kind of they don't play the game they're mm-hmm. there and they want to be amiable mm-hmm. but they're themselves they're like i can't they're not going to outgo their ways yeah. i mean they're so opposite jennings and brandon but of course like, yeah, yeah i would say one's him. like the antithesis of the other yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. brandon i think he first sees marion playing music yeah. So, I mean, such like the artist, right? Right. And she's so, just super talented just and enamored. like, you know, here this this passionate piano playing and she's Which just. Which is why they yeah. taught these girls to play because at parties they wanted to showcase them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it worked. Mom. It worked. You did great, mom. Good <laughs> and job. Mom was happy. <laughs> oh, right. And this is when we meet the kids of Lady Middleton. And Mm -hmm. so these kids, there are four of them, but they're not babies. Because at first when I was reading it, it said they were pulling at him and hugging. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. sure. And then they're children. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you pulling at your mom? Because they're spoiled. They're spoiled. spoiled I mean, in one sense, I love it because she does love her kids, which is refreshing. Because again, in these books, most of the time they just kind of come in, the kids, and they're like, all right, goodbye. You go to your Mm -hmm. nanny and I don't want to deal with you. She does actually want to spend time with him. I just don't know that she read about gentle parenting or <laughs> how not to spoil your kid. Yeah, but, no. but, you know, they're there. And, of course, they're really loud. I don't know if anybody's ever tried to have a conversation while a child is around. It's really hard. But, you know, she tries. And everyone else, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's everyone else doesn't have kids, and she does. And mm-hmm. I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying here. But, you know. Yeah. You know, she's like, whatever, I'm the host. You got to look at my kids. So at this point, since we meet Colonel Brandon, I would like to tell you how much he is worth per year. Oh, yeah. Because I think he's got, they all have money. They all have money. And I think it's important to know that Colonel Brandon has some. He has a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. He's he's actually more than Sir John. I don't, I don't do. Did they say how much Sir John has? I I don't have it on this paper on my cheat sheet, but Colonel Brandon has roughly, he lives off an interest of 2,000 pounds per year, which is roughly $88,000 a year. Okay, but he's got land. He's he's got land. for his house. Yeah, his Delaford estate. And he's got tenants, right? Yeah, he has tenants, So he's not paying for his lettuce. Right. (laughs) He's not paying for his lettuce. Well, I mean, if you think about it, grocery budget takes a lot of your money. I mean, mean, imagine that game. You gotta go hunting for it. And you gotta go hunting. You gotta have a cook. And here's the other thing I... We especially see this way later in this book. When do you go home? 
because all these people host other people and they stay uh-huh. for like weeks at a time. Weeks at a they time. They feed them. They entertain them. We go on out like field trips. And I. I get well, exhausted after like two days. I'm just kind of confused <laughs> as to how one, we afford this. And uh-huh. two, so then you go home and then you invite them over. Like, mm-hmm. no. And you're a guest in someone's home for that long. Mm-hmm. I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Guess go yeah. home. Chapter eight. <laughs> Woohoo! If it wasn't clear, Colonel Brandon has become enamored with Marianne. Oh, Mary yeah, Ann. we said because yeah. of the music. Yeah. 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 Because Mrs. Jennings is aware that Colonel Brandon has oh, the hot. It was very clear. It was very he was like, obvious. Uh... It's like floor to <laughs> chin drops to the floor. And like, Jennings was like, yes. Uh, and yeah, and Mrs. Jennings like, ooh, it's a perfect match. It's a perfect I match. I don't know about perfect. Like, it was a match. It was a match. <laughs> you can just see the wheels turning where she's like, I'm going to get these two together. I think for you know? her it was like, I have something to do now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was like, this is my project. You know? Yeah. So, which is very exciting. Obviously, once Marianne realizes that Colonel Brandon has the hots for her, she is, like, disgusted. And by realize, I think, was pushed by Miss Jennings. Like, that's the other thing. She's not going to lie about her thing. She's right. going to tell you. She's going to be like, and you know he likes you, right? Well, she's and not going Marianne behind your back to set you has, up. has, like, this dramatic response of... But he's so near death. He's 35. Yeah, calm down. That, <laughs> like, that's you're so 17, but he's yeah. 35. He's not near death. Also, I think, again, this kind of is the second time where she's like, he's not passionate about stuff. Right. And I'm like, nobody has this amount of time to be passionate about everything, Marianne. <laughs> Somebody's got to, like, go make things. Well, and I think people were trying to say, but you don't understand. He is passionate about it. You just yeah. don't know what he's passionate about yet. Yikes. Well, it's like, did you hear him complaining of a rumor? toward arthritis and she's like i'm pretty sure he just said his wrist hurt or something it was like, like his that. shoulder or shoulder like, yeah that could hurt any for any reason <laughs> I was my like, shoulder hurts i now. pretty much tell you after 30 everything hurts in the morning or, you know you lay you sleep <laughs> wrong maybe he went hunting yeah it's a manly injury and eleanor's there just hitting her head like marianne shut up yeah. like you're just being so dramatic i know and like, first of all marianne <laughs> you're not in an economical position to be turning down suitors and you're living right? basically with squirrels so like well, calm she lives, down she lives in this like dream world of romance yeah. and fantasy that one day she's going to meet the love well, of her life. Well, she said with the Edward chapters too, she was, I just don't think a perfect man exists because of all the things that I like or something like that. She was just, mm-hmm. I'm never going to find him. And then this is also when Edward has, we still have not heard anything from Edward. After he's, they left the park. Yeah, yeah. he is never. Norland. He's yeah. never written to Eleanor. So she's kind of like in her own like pity party right now yeah so eleanor you can't even check his facebook profile there's nothing i mean when they cut you off with those letters there's just no information yeah (laughs) you can't facebook stalk them chapter Chapter nine nine. okay sorry (laughs) willoughby so wait let's talk about something nice before we get to him So they I like their new home. They like Everything's their new home. Happy. They got lots of. They're literally living on mountains and valleys oh, and beautiful. Absolutely, picture like this picturesque, what beautiful you'd do. countryside. And then I think the other thing is, I mean, Sir John, like they've got parties to attend to. Mm-hmm. So they have like the best of everything. Mm-hmm. They have these great parties. They're still eating like Whole Foods, mm-hmm. but they're living out in the middle of nowhere. They're living you like know. their best life. They are. They're and they're not they're cooking. partying. They're still having a great time. They're visiting with yeah. Mrs. Jennings and and even though they put up with Mrs. Jennings teasing, this is all they have to entertain themselves. That's what I don't understand the whole yeah. time and we'll get into it later cuz I have like a bone to pick with these chicks about Miss Jennings. <laughs> she is entertaining you. What would you do without the entertainment? Yeah, like literally you would just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, I'm so sorry people want to take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, right. so 
this beautiful like it's been raining for a week or something and oh, finally it's been like just pouring like in atlanta but yeah when it's yeah. Oh, the weather over there especially until summer i remember like it is when they say it's bright out it really is what it's like it's just the clouds are just the whole sky there's no sun mm-hmm. they just say it's bright and then it's spinning rain and then it's raining and then in the summer sometimes you get blue skies like we're spoiled in georgia mm-hmm. so i remember my friends would be there's the sun's out and i looked at them like it's supposed to be out guys it's daytime but you know <laughs> to them when it's out it is just Full people sun. just go out it's yeah. like birds or something yeah so these girls have been desperate to go walking because they've been shut in for uh-huh. a week and Marianne and Margaret decide finally the the clouds break and there's going to be uh, just a maybe no rain. Uh, there's still bright the sun. They're just, you know, they're like, we'll just kind of go brave it and we'll come back. We just got to get out of here. Eleanor yeah. and the mom are like, you guys are idiots. It's going to rain. It's going to be muddy. I'm yeah. going to stay home. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So they go out on their walk, mm-hmm. and then is this when there's beautiful things, but then it uh-huh. starts pouring. It does, yeah. And not a little pouring, a sheet. Torrential yeah. downpour. Yeah. And then she falls down. So Marion she... falls down. So they're trying to run to make it fun. They're yeah. like, we're just going to run down this hill in the rain with our heels and stockings. Because mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then immediately she takes a false step and basically twists her ankle. Because they're wearing heels. Right. Margaret makes it to the bottom of the hill safely, but Marion's a few yards up the hill she can't walk her ankles twisted and of course out of nowhere somebody on a horse with a dog comes her knight in shining armor and he's got a big gun because back then (laughs) he doesn't have shining armor but yeah they're shooting so they're hunting but what i took away from this was a guy with a gun is coming towards you you're defenseless in the hills and you're like that's fine you know, There's I mean, this, this it's, it's just, like clearly this, this regal gentleman yeah. on this beautiful steed comes up to you, lifts you up, sees that you had yeah. twisted your ankle, and walks her to the house and, and carries her as light as a feather. Yeah, and then sees to her ankle, which is very risque back then because you I don't would have thought so. Ankles yeah. are like, yeah, you don't see the limbs there, and mm-hmm. so they, of course, are all you know when you ha- girls. If I mean, you haven't been around a guy in a long one, time, I you're like, say, whoa, this guy's in our. The house. way it's written, I will say, I was kind of like, oh, wow. I you know, oh. Like I know from the beginning, be. I think I'm very weary of guys that are too flattery, oh. which makes sense because I married my husband who told me he hated me. <laughs> but I just feel I don't know you. You don't know me. Why are you complimenting oh. me so oh, soon? No. Willoughby, I. I you am, liked him oh, in the beginning? Of course I oh, do. Okay. I know he's the bad guy, but oh, man. Well, we find out. But I All think right. there's a lot of warning signs. But so mm-hmm. then he mends her up and he's like, okay, well, I'll check on her later okay, because it yeah. was a storm yeah. and all this stuff. And so the first thing, of course, Sir John comes over. Yeah. And there, he's like their Google search again. Uh-huh. He's providing he's, you from He Marianne. knows everything about the and people she, in the county. And this is where Marianne, mm-hmm. if she doesn't want to get picked on, she does a horrible job because she's so obvious. And that's her big thing. Eleanor's always like, don't be obvious, Marianne. Right. And she's like, how could I live any other way? Right. Like, <laughs> I can't even hide this my life. This is like literally a scene from the biggest romantic novel yeah. you know yeah. this is her this is her dream and so happening. she goes to sir john she's well what do you know about him yeah. and he's well he's got great dogs and he can ride a horse real good and he's like he's the best shot around and she's that's not what i want cool. what are his likes his passions like, oh i don't know him that much. they really love their dogs they i do. don't blame their them. dogs their horses dogs and, their and horses dogs horses and guns but so we find out that willoughby like all these other men don't have a job well, to me i'll get a job but he gets <laughs> 
shuffled around. Like he's at the whims of family because yeah. that's what happens if you're uh-huh. depending on someone else's money for inheritance. Uh-huh. And he's at his aunt's right now. Cum magna is Which his... doesn't that sound so weird? That's another like <laughs> military thing to me. Like I was like, is he living that's on a fort? Like, I was like what who <laughs> names these properties? Magna cum laude. That's what I kept hearing. Cum magna is his property and it's his aunt's. Okay. But it's technically going to be his. It will be his because like the way things are inherited, he would be the next relation. So he would get all okay. this money. But he has to play game. We, uh, we don't his know. His aunt, really, Mrs. But... Smith, if that's not clear, she gets to determine sure, his status. Because if you're giving because, the money, if right. I'm writing the will, you're going to do what I want. She's kind of his caretaker and I mean, controls I don't think that's his... A, I don't think that's like we're giving a spoiler alert. I think that's like the constant throughout this whole time period. If someone's footing the bill, yeah. you got to answer to that person. Exactly. I mean, and the only thing he has that, you know, he's definitely more Marianne already, we know. Oh, that was what Sir John mm-hmm. says. He loves to... He could dance all night and mm-hmm. never stop dancing. Of course, Marion's like sold, soulmate. <laughs> so he's like a dancing queen, and the girl just wants to like dance. And what I and take away just... from that is like, okay, so he has all this energy to dance. So what are you going to do when you marry him? And mm-hmm. you don't want to go to the dance, and then he's going to go out mm-hmm. to dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just not seeing the future, you know, signs. And then mm-hmm. he has no sense of fatigue, is what Sir John said. And I was like, this is awkward. Well, like, why okay, are you talking so about that? Take a guess. How old is Willoughby? Is he like twenty four? Mm, that's a pretty good guess. I said twenty five. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We have a 17-year-old and a 25-year-old. It's Mm. less creepy than the Colonel Brandon situation, but he's still older. Of course, Sir John. Well, he's no Brandon, huh? Yeah. Because obviously Marianne's got, like, twinkles in her eyes. I mean, Willoughby's supposed to be very attractive, He is supposed to be He's, like, very attractive. So, again, already strike three for me. I'm just, like, be weary of the guys that are super attractive and want to dance and, like, are super la-la-la-la-la because they have nothing to lose. We're just going to find the next cutest thing. That's what I think I've just... I've watched too much Law & Order or something. I don't know what it is, but I just... Oh. I don't know. I just didn't like it. But that's what we learned. Mm. Sir John also says, poor Brandon. He's still a oh. really good guy. I was like, Marianne's not going to be interested in no. Brandon anymore. Not with Willoughby and, around. And she's not. But to be fair, she wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. So it's She not really like wasn't. She w- so she wasn't being rude or anything. She no. just doesn't like. She didn't like it. Colonel Brandon's nice, but I don't want to marry him. I think Colonel Brandon sees what's going on. Like, obviously, he he has an attraction. He loves her. But I think the problem with dating younger chicks Mm -hmm. is they need to grow up a little bit. Like, she needed to see the worth of Mm -hmm. what he was and that maybe he's fun to crack. Maybe I gotta make him have some fun. Teach him some stuff. Chapter 10. So we kind of get to see the love story of Marianne and Willoughby blossom. grow up. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it's sweet. Well, here's Marianne and here's Willoughby and they're reciting sonnets to each other and they're spending every minute of every day together and Willoughby gets a little says a little jealousy thing about Brandon because Remember, everybody's still trying to say Marianne. Oh, yeah. You really should think about Colonel well, he's Brandon. He's so snarky is the thing. He's well, rude. And Willoughby says, Brandon is just the kind of man that when we're talking of him together, whom everybody speaks well of, but nobody cares about, who we're all delighted to see, but nobody remembers to talk to. Oh, 
this that is my favorite i love because, that line so before <laughs> before i tell you why that's my favorite okay. so i love that basically this is when we first start seeing eleanor goes like you need to have more reservation when you talk to exactly. Willoughby because they're both and marion wasn't only the the only one willoughby was like the middle school couple that oh, was they like were. they were pda everywhere oh, yeah. everyone knew like it yeah. was gross and for british i mean they might as well have been having sex in the living room because <laughs> for british people this is like it's too much they no, were no. singing duets oh they yeah they were like dancing all the time nobody would dance they wouldn't dance with anybody else like you know willoughby was coming to the house every single day so mm-hmm. he's like with all the girls like they're my sisters mm-hmm. all that stuff so of course the mom is smitting oh yeah and smitten smitten i never she get is that smitten. right she immediately loves and willoughby because love he him. yeah it's and, like a brother well and willoughby is really polite and very sweet and complimentary yeah. of mrs dashwood oh he's so charming he's so handsome so he lives off an income of about 20 $26,000, somewhere between $26,000 and $30,000 a year, which is, that's pretty good. Which is so annoying, and it's I'll more get to than, that later. Which is more than what the girls he have. He should have saved some money. Once he gets his inheritance from his aunt, mm-hmm. he would have a lot more, but currently he lives... But he spends a lot, too. He, he exceeds his he income. Does, which is horrible. He just, all He's, he does is have fun. Terrible financial planner. He drinks and he plays sports and he uh-huh. has probably has had the best guns all the time. It's uh-huh. like the it's like the newest car. The best horses, you know? best fashion, best ribbons, I'm sure. So he's the dream guy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like when Marion and Willoughby say that, and Marion kind of like goes, Yeah. I think Marion probably thinks that, but she probably isn't as mean as Willoughby is in that line. He doesn't bring out the best in her. No. He brings out the no the more glute glutinous gluttonous of her. It's just all of her extremes are like totally brought to the forefront. Uh-huh. And here's when well, Eleanor loses, comes in. She, I think, at this point, she just becomes like this She's hormonal like rapture. yeah, like I'm enamored. So uh, yeah, Completely. you know, it's just her identity's gone. She's uh-huh. like, this is my future. This is my everything. It's like a fantasy. That We're she the lives same in. person, yeah. and that's the other time where it's not always good to have the same person be with you because. You yeah, can't, you gotta partner. reel somebody somewhere. Yeah. So they're in the house when this happens, in the mm-hmm. cottage, and Eleanor comes in, gotta be the big sister. Maybe we shouldn't talk mm-hmm. like this. Like, yeah. she's trying to bring him back, and Marianne pipes in, and now this is like a, a little sister, I call it my spit fest, yeah. where we're going back and forth, mm-hmm. and Marianne's, da-da-da-da, like, he's smarter, and blah, 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 and all he does is ask, and all this stuff. I, I don't know what it was. They're just basically going back and forth over Brandon, and then... I say super dumb Willoughby mm-hmm. gets in the middle and it's rule number one in sister club is you do not get in the middle of the sister fight club. Like, what are you thinking? Because as soon as that happened, I could already see Eleanor look at him like, who the hell what asked you? you? Yeah, like Who asked your opinion? It's like, just don't do it, guys. Like, if yeah. you see some sisters, like even Robbie, like if you just see like a little family thing going on, my mom, my sister and I, we always have our little squabbles, but we get over it. Like we're very loud. But you will never see Robbie go in the middle of that one. Like, he'll just be like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit right sit here. Right here. <laughs> and then it smooths it over, happen. and then we all have a snack, and it's fine. But, yeah, I was just like, you just need to shut up. And then Willoughby mm-hmm. just keeps going and mm-hmm. going, and Marianne goes. And at this point, I'm thinking, if you're investing in these conversations that you need to, like, he's definitely invested in this relationship. Like, mm-hmm. he really wants to be part of this life. And mm-hmm. I just, ugh. They're very, I don't know. I had another note about it, but. I just said they're talking about Colonel Brandon and it's not great. He just sounds like a little boy because he was talking about, like, well, he, he is jealous. He's it is so jealous. jealous. And it I is. Don't, and it's like nobody because everybody, else could be well, attentive to Well, here's the thing. Him. It's like everybody they knows like that 
Colonel Brandon has the hots for Marianne, yeah. and everybody knows that that's a better match for Marianne, but I'm Willoughby, you know? I'm the heart of the party. I'm, like, the most fashionable person. I'm the most fun to be around. Well, they and Willoughby and Marion are measuring him because he's not very expressive and he's not doesn't have really good taste and art mm-hmm. and stuff. And Eleanor is the one that's like, that's not how you measure people. You yeah. measure them on, on sensibility. If they're well informed, and then yeah. of course in this case they're well bred because they're British. And <laughs> you know if they're amiable heart and stuff like that. And Willoughby's right. like insulted. She's like, you're offending me. And I was like, yeah. Because you're offensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. basically. Yeah. So this is like the first little. Sp- Midge of Willoughby being kind of a jerk thing we see. Yeah, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. We see a little bit. So, All right. chapter 11. I made no notes, apparently. Really? Yeah. What did, What happened in chapter 11? I have... My I, first I line really is... literally wrote nothing. These ladies were busy AF. <laughs> I don't know why I so clearly you I, didn't I guess make they were busy notes. um they had visitors oh i think just, oh right um, like people just kept visiting them all the time yeah there were and just some more parties there had balls and parties and she was given the opportunity every time of course to play music and willoughby mm-hmm. would play and they would cheer them on and all this stuff and then i think colonel brandon becomes aware of willoughby's oh yeah, yeah I, that like, has to be clear the hot guy hot young shot comes in and he's like well well there it goes yeah and marianne's obviously taken by willoughby oh yeah so basically extreme pda is happening at this yeah. point and they really were kind of rude and like we said because normally in any it's not just british Marianne but in a dinner starts party to think she's got it yeah all. in yeah. a social party though you gotta you talk to you but then you yeah. talk to everybody else how yeah. are you doing they just didn't care they were just talking to each other all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. i mean yeah it was kind of rude and then so of it course, was it was she she Ms. was not she was not being proper yeah and polite. eleanor was definitely especially to your Aware host you want to talk to your host yeah. and mrs dashwood's like oh it's so cute like they're just so cute together and of course yeah. it's like the mom's just oh they're gonna get married it's gonna yeah. be great chapter 12 this is when Eleanor's like, Marianne, if you don't come to your senses and start yeah. acting better, your love affair is just going to fade away. Yeah. Like, because she's like, what is there going to be to talk about? You've known this guy seven weeks or seven days or whatever. It doesn't matter. She's like, you need to wake up and start getting to your senses. And of course, that's when Marianne's just, you know, we're two of the same people. Yeah. Marianne's just like, whatever Willoughby says. She becomes the boyfriend girl. Yeah, like she's that's really what it is. She just doesn't care. Eleanor gets shocked about Marianne accepting a horse from Willoughby. Willoughby. Mm-hmm. And this really pissed me off because mm-hmm. that's what I thought, too. First of all, it's a horse. Even if it was a little puppy, where does the puppy live? Yeah. Who's feeding it? What if the puppy's not potty trained? You're yeah. not the only one that lives in this house. Yeah. And Who's going to take care of this horse? A horse is a big deal because yeah. it's got to live somewhere. you got to feed it. you a groomer. Yeah. What if he has get sick? What if he has to get, you like, the shoes? Smith. Yeah, you yeah. need to get shoes and for your horse. Marianne's like, oh, well, it's fine. And it's not even her money, too. So that right. was the other thing. And I think um, she was appalled that she had to, like, return it. Mm-hmm. Willoughby says, well, don't worry. In your next home, you'll be able to have the horse again. So mm-hmm. this was the first hint of... He doesn't say that they're getting married, but right. he's definitely implying it. Yeah. The mistress, when you're the mistress of your next home. Yeah. Then that's when we apparently are going to have another party. Yes. Because we're going to go see... What Mrs. are we going to go see? And this is when we find out Mrs. Jennings learns about the infamous Mr. F. 
Oh, yeah. So obviously Marianne's had enough of her being teased about and Willoughby. And this is still chapter 12? From, this is chapter 12. Okay. So Marianne's had kind of enough of being teased about Willoughby and Brandon. She, she broke the sister so code. she threw her sister under the bus. Mm-hmm. Was it? It was. No, it was, it was Margaret. It was Margaret. It was Margaret. Margaret yeah, Margaret, the little sister, said, oh, well, Eleanor definitely has a love of her life. It's the Mr. F. And Eleanor is probably dying inside. This is like literally because Mary could be like inside. whatever yeah. and hate it. But Eleanor's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Margaret spills the beans and goes, oh, there is a gentleman that Eleanor Margaret, loves. Margaret, go home. It's Nobody wants you here. The infamous Mr. F. And then, of course, from then on, everybody. Mrs. Jennings yeah. and Sir John, everybody has to tease Eleanor about Mr. F. Who we all know is Edward Ferris. Yeah. Is it Ferris or is it Ferrar? Am I okay. making him sound cooler? Well, Ferrar. The only reason I say Ferris is because that's how they said it in the movie. Okay. Well, see, that's what happens, Kate, when you watch it. <laughs> just kidding. Ferrars. So the whole time Ferrars. I'm reading it, it was Ferrars, which doesn't make sense Britishly at all. Ferris. Ferris. Yeah. Okay. Well, see then him, the end of chapter. Yeah, see time. <laughs> when they. In chapter 12, we're basically going to have an even bigger party to go see some more nature stuff. (laughs) And, of course, that leads us to chapter 13, which makes us have to have a brunch before we go on a caravan to go see more nature stuff. So (laughs) it's at the park. This is the Sir John's like, of course, let me make a breakfast. This is going to Colonel Brandon's estate. Right. But they have to start at Sir John's. Right. Because that's where everyone's based out of. Right. So they have like a, you know, just a quiet beautiful brunch for 20 or something <laughs> and they're gonna yeah. go and of course colonel brandon's there and it's because there's like it's like deep in nature and there's right. poor, like this glorious hill or something that has to be seen and of course you have to have a lunch there yeah. too mm-hmm. and it'll take all day uh-huh. but then he gets a letter but colonel brandon gets mm-hmm. bad news everybody really yeah so everybody is ready to go to Colonel Brandon's estate and spend time there. They're eating their locks. They're eating <laughs> they're eating their locks. They're eating their food. Colonel Brandon gets this letter and immediately is like, I have to go. He is so like, white, but he I'm gets so whiter. sorry. I have to leave you guys now. Goodbye. I mean, he like, just he's looks, like, I'm sorry. This, this and it's, he's like, we'll have to do this. We'll have to reschedule. Sorry. I got to go. He reads it. I'm leaving. He couldn't even explain. And if, what I hate is that Clearly, there's something wrong because if someone's going to do a trip to visit your home, you're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Well, they gotta wait" or something. Yeah. If it's so dire, but every single person at this party's like, "Why? It's none of your business." Yeah. Okay. Well, because the there's one nothing time we're else. not gonna like, be British. Are you kidding me? Like, like, is this not the most like exciting thing? Like, all of a sudden, this is the most dramatic thing to happen, and Mrs. Jennings is just like. Oh, I'm sure it can wait till tomorrow. And yeah. he's like, no. no, it can't wait. I have to go now. And she's like, but okay. maybe in a couple of hours. Yeah. No, I have to go now. Because nobody could open it or something. I mean, but it's just let's like... have lunch first. And then Willoughby's yeah. such a jerk. He's like, he would always want to go do work instead of have fun. Right. And I'm like, shut up, Willoughby. Yeah, go pay your credit card. Like, <laughs> it's like, why are you being such a jerk? They're so British and they're so civil. Mm-hmm. But the one time you actually shouldn't be like, well, what's wrong? What if someone's dying? Like, what if, you know, like, you don't know. And yeah. So 
that was weird. And so, of course, Sir John feels responsible because now exactly. he has to entertain all these people. Yep. And he's like, well, I can't have a bad it's party. Like, so I think, what do they do? Like another dinner? Or No, he oh, invites. they ride around in their carriages to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Isn't that when Willoughby and Marianne uh, go on their mm-hmm. own little excursion? They're kind of playing around during yeah, the day. Yeah, they're like trying to figure out what and they're, they're going to do they're kind of doing carriages. They go in the gardens. Their plans have been ruined. They try to figure but out what they're going to do. But this is when, so during this garden time, carriage time, whatever it is, uh-huh. Willoughby and Marianne, without an escort, oh, go real fast. That's right. They look like they're going to go for a joyride. And it's kind of scandalous, kind of not. They go, but it, they go for a second. And basically admits yeah. that they went to Allenham, which is where Miss Smith lives, I think. Uh, that's, yeah, that's right? his aunt's estate. Yeah. So, like, he went to go show Allenham. it to her, which yeah. is really rude because back then even now she it's was like you're not sick. gonna go in someone's home unless well, she they invite was, you she was she was sick so she wouldn't have entertained so i think i think he did like he was like let's go inside yeah but like he I shows her around first it was let's go see the grounds but we find out later through they some do go that inside. she does go inside and she's looking at the dining room kind of like you would go look like at an open house tour yeah you're like eh, this dining now, room's here's right. the other thing you could tour these grand estates they weren't like, there yeah but to not go with an escort Before. and you're mm-hmm. you're a young lady uh-huh it was this was very scandalous and the person's there i mean mm-hmm. eleanor of course is appalled oh yeah i mean well could you imagine like she's like oh my gosh the dishonor what if you had done something or what if you know well, we you're don't not know. married like yeah. you just don't know how marianne acted how, what he's just not a gentleman because he would he's not not have, a gentleman he would not a gentleman in this time would not have put her... I mean, it would have been nope. scandalous enough to take her without an escort in the carriage ride. That's mm-hmm. why they went on these walks, because they could be with each other but not, and they could mm-hmm. space each other and still have conversations. Mm-hmm. But a carriage ride by yourself? Mm-hmm. That's like, mm-hmm. no, no. So, oh yeah, chapter 14. This is when Willoughby says something to Mrs. Dashwood, when Mrs. Dashwood says, oh, oh I have plans of I hate making... this chapter. It's like, I have plans of making this cottage better. Would you like to hear them? And Willoughby's like, no, never do anything to improve this cottage. This cottage is perfect in its, you know, tranquil idea. Do you pay the mortgage? <laughs> what are you doing? And they listen to him. That's what I don't understand. She's like, he does it in the skies where he's like, it's perfect. I wouldn't change one, one thing. thing about it's it. amazing. And Eleanor goes, yeah. you wouldn't change the small stairway and the <laughs> smoking kitchen. And she's like, no, I wouldn't. It's like, how could you? How could you even change it? You know, it would just hurt me so much. And, and Miss Dashwood's like, okay, like, I won't like, change it. I won't change and it. I was just so upset. Like, I was just like, listen. And then they promised, not only did they say they weren't going to change it currently, she was like, oh, he was like, please don't promise you'll never change it so that never in like the future. And they're like, yeah, we'll never, ever change we'll it. So what, we're just going to let all the lamps fall and the paint's <laughs> going to chip away. Don't change it because this jerkwad is telling you not to change He's it. He's telling you, don't you change it. I was I know. so annoyed. I know. That's my notes for oh, chapter 14. The only thing before that was Miss Jennings kind of hints that colonel. <laughs> Colonel, Brandon. Colonel Brandon <laughs> was Brandon. maybe seeing to somebody that was oh. dying or that could be like a scandalous. Do we find, do, is, wait, doesn't Miss Jennings say, oh, he has a daughter from a previous, yeah, like, there's uh, like, he but has it's a, a very love child. Rumor. But it's, yeah, she So that's all we know right she now. She doesn't really know there is a child in question and eleanor so jennings is worried in a gossipy way and Mm -hmm. eleanor is just genuinely worried because obviously if you see somebody leave like that that's serious and a very well especially she's not losing sleep over it but she's worried chapter 15 Mm. (laughs) eleanor starts to wonder if there is 
proof of Marianne and Willoughby's attachment. Because like there's she serious said, looks she's like, and comments. Are they engaged or are they not engaged? And Eleanor is not bold enough to just ask Marianne. And Marianne doesn't want it. To, this is like her yeah. secret time. Yeah. And she doesn't really talk. Her, if anyone, she would talk to the mom, but she's mm-hmm. still kind of. But it's indicated. It's like the horse thing, mm-hmm. the the carriage ride thing, or sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like did he get a lock of her hair? He did. He did, and that's he did. big. He took a lock and of her hair. And there's like these different like side like like yeah. real, I they're mean clearly clearly they're, they're infatuated. Yes, one hundred percent. That's it. One hundred percent. So they're gonna go and see Lady Middleton or something again, mm-hmm. but Marianne's gonna hang back because apparently something's wrong. I don't know if it's indicated that Willoughby was gonna come visit or if she was just like I'm just gonna. We kind of know through Eleanor she might have gotten a note. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's not going to go. Like She's like, oh, I'm just going to stay back. Mm-hmm. And I think when they get back to the house is when they see another carriage. But it says curricle, which I have a note of like, what the hell is it, a it's a It's a carriage. It's, I, is actually, it an open air carriage? It's an open air carriage. Okay. And they go in and as soon as they walk in their front door, Marianne like bursts through the, the hallway mm-hmm. and like runs up the stairs yeah. crying. This isn't good. They go into the sitting room or the parlor or whatever room they decide to be in today, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there. Like, it's already just about him. It's just, okay, fine. Yeah. And then they go back and forth, but he's basically saying that he has to go to London because Smith Smith wants him to go there, and he's, you know, he has, you know, controls the purse strings, whatever. I'm leaving now. I have to go now. I'm never coming back. I have to go and he does look and sad, and he's says, just like, I don't know when I'm going to be back. Well, because then at first no he idea. says, oh, well, Miss Smith's kind of kicking me out. Yeah. I got to go, because he shuffles go through the London. relatives. Right. And then Miss Dashwood's like, oh, that's cool. You can just stay here. And he's yeah. like, no, I can't really do that. I have <laughs> like, to go to just, London. Yeah. And then I think he just goes. Like, I think he just yeah, leaves, and it's really leaves. awkward. Yeah. And so Miss Dashwood's, like, really upset and, yeah. like, leaves the room crying. Yeah, Marianne's Marianne upset. Yeah. Margaret. I don't know what she's doing. But she kind of mimics yeah. Marianne. Almost like, I want to be upset too kind of thing. And I think yeah. Eleanor just stays back and is like, all right, this is awkward. And yeah. then by the time she's kind of finished collecting her thoughts, Miss mm-hmm. Dashery comes back and mm-hmm. she's like, poor Marianne. Like, what are we going to do? And right. so now there's more speculation because now we really don't know. Are they engaged? engaged but maybe they, they won't see each other for a while. Like, we think, are they engaged? Do they break and, up? No, is it like, are they engaged? And yeah. Mrs. Smith, like, disapproved of the match? Yeah. There's a lot of speculation of what's going on yeah and we don't know who's in like who's the thing and of course marianne's not going to talk to anybody she's like crying her eyes out yeah tight-lipped about it yeah yeah did someone spill it to miss smith that was the big one mm-hmm. we're just crying a lot in chapter yeah. 15 yeah move on chapter right. 16 so i wrote so dramatic that was my notes <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wrote is this like the fallout chapter? Oh man, yeah. Well, this is, it, that's and not essentially even the worst, is. which is hilarious. Yeah. It's not. But for me, I wrote, you know, she does what every dumped girl does mm-hmm. is you go visit the old hangouts, mm-hmm. you think about happy times, you play your jams. Mm-hmm. You know, she's basically stuffing her face with ice cream and blasting Alanis <laughs> Morissette is what we're doing right that's now. That's essentially, yeah, what's you happening. Know, she's walking and getting her shoes dirty in mud, and that's mm-hmm. that's really all that we're doing. And everything reminds her. It's just, you know, it's very true. If you break up with somebody or there's a falling out with a friend or something, mm-hmm. everything you look at, you're like, that's the lamp I looked at when he said hello. <laughs> like, it's just every little thing, you yeah. know. And he doesn't write. No form of communication. No. You know, she doesn't know where he is, if he's checked in anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know nothing. We know nothing. And of course, Mrs. Dashwood's doing the mom thing. She's like, I'm sure he's busy 
or you know mm-hmm. he's keeping up with whatever and he's mm-hmm. thinking so he must be tending to his family his adding aunts, fuel to yeah. that fire yeah. and then eleanor is just kind of what is we going need on? to know if they're engaged, engaged or, not. or not because she just is just it's crying. like mom ask her are they yeah. engaged and of course the mom refuses to say i hurt won't her feelings do, i won't do that i won't bring that on marianne yeah she well because here's the thing the mom doesn't want to be the bad guy and mm-hmm. be like What's going on? So, you know, whatever. Again, Eleanor has then, to be the maternal figure. Then we're at Sir John's again. There's a party but again. guess who comes to visit? Who? Edward. Oh! At this party? Yes! Edward Are you is, sure? Edward has, comes to visit in Chapter oh. 16. Okay, wait. So we have a party. Oh, and then Sir John does the dad... Like, he does the dad-uncle thing where he's like... Well, it's too bad we can't finish Hamlet because Marianne and uh, Willoughby were doing it. Mm-hmm. And now Willoughby's not here. And Marianne's mm-hmm. like, just shoot me. Yeah, like, this exactly. is kind of the worst part. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, so that's when we see a writer. And, of course, Marianne's like, yes, it's Willoughby. It's Willoughby. And that's when It turns right. out to be Edward. Even though Eleanor's like, that guy doesn't look anything like Willoughby. And yeah. she's like, sure it is. And it's like completely different figure. <laughs> and she's like, that's his horse. She's like, like it could be like a white horse. horse. And he's like, he has a black horse. Like, yeah, she's just yeah. completely delusional. And Eleanor's super excited, but she's basically freaking out inside. She probably peed her yeah. pants. She's just oh. like, yeah! Edward's here. Edward's yeah. come to visit. But Edward acts weird. Chapter 17. <laughs> yeah. I this mean, is when we mm, act weird. It's a little awkward. Oh, right. It's strained at first because right. it's just kind of uncomfortable first meeting. Like you're well, in a new situation. He, up. he yeah. hasn't written one letter. Has not and written. written. The mail is slow, but it's not that slow yeah. over there. And yeah. so the mom, I love the mom in this chapter because she actually cuts to the chase. She's like, so what's your mom got plans for you right now? Yeah. Like what's she's she just like, to? are you working yeah, or whatever? Yeah, what are you doing? And he's basically like chilling. He's basically on spring break for his whole life is what it is. And then they discuss what they would do, you know, if he won the inheritance lottery, basically. They're just going back and forth. It's like, well, I would do this. Well, I would do that. And Marianne has right. this very interesting depiction of, like, what she would do. Like, what she thinks a family needs to run on. Mm-hmm. It's just cute. Like, yeah. lottery conversation is fun. I mean, yeah. I get really stressed out about it. If I were to allegedly win a lottery, I have a lot of schemes. <laughs> and then I really think about it. It's, you know, it's a fun game. Yeah. But I don't know. They go back and forth and there's some shyness. But I think it helps break the ice right. a little bit. But that's all yeah. I have for chapter yeah. 17. I mean, they, yeah, after the initial awkwardness, things start to settle down. And yeah. then it becomes yeah. back to the normal swing of things. But when you haven't seen somebody, there is that Especially first... if there's a wrong. And yeah, there is that. wrong. He does. He knows he didn't write. Yeah. And, but he's fulfilling his promise of visiting and then so. it's tense because it's not like oh it's just a friend let's get back in eleanor's they also didn't know he was coming right to now. visit yeah like what's going but on but then in chapter chapter 18 <laughs> sir john finds out that they have a visitor and of course then sir john and mrs jennings and everybody says oh edward you have to come party with us yeah you know why not and of course we want to meet the famous mr f because they're oh, assuming this is out. We assume this is the famous Mr. F. And so, of course, then Eleanor gets, again, more teased along with Edward. Oh, Hmm. I think it's funny. I didn't write about the party in Chapter 18, but I wrote about, like, him and Marianne. They were talking about, oh, you know, the country's okay. Like, he's just talking about whatever, just shooting the breeze. But then that's when Eleanor sees that there's a ring. Oh, the ring. Yes. Right? Uh, yes, the and ring of hair. And it looks like hair from the same color of, of Eleanor, Eleanor's. Which and I like, think, again, yeah. the hair thing creeps me out. And the ring but that's, thing. I mean, could you imagine? Well, it's not like you take on pictures. The yeah. Because normally you well, hide it in a pocket or something. Mrs. Dashwood, Mama, is like, is that your sister's hair? 
Edward. Oh. And it was like, I thought that was a darker shade than Fanny's yeah. hair. Which is also weird. Why would you want your sister to? I mean, they were fishing. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to know whose hair it was. And then I think this is also when he finds yeah. out about Willoughby a little bit. Yeah. But he learned. Yeah. Kind of like Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And who's Edward, Willoughby? what do you care? Yeah. But the ring, the hair. Yeah. That so was this big. is the first time. So Ele- Eleanor's kind of excited. Eleanor goes, when did he get a lock of my hair? Yeah, that is very creepy. Yeah, creeper. Eleanor was just, did but not even creepiness. Or did Eleanor no. think that? No, Eleanor had met his eyes a dark turn and right looked there. conscious likewise that the hair was her own. She instantly felt as well satisfied as Marianne. The only difference in their conclusion was that Marianne considered as a free gift from her sister. Oh. Eleanor was conscious, must have been procured by some theft. Yeah, I think or at that point that I'd be like, he's got a hair fetish. Like, back away. How did he get a lock? And that was the <laughs> was thing. It was a like, hairbrush? How did, did he, he get, get a you lock of my hair? Could he have cut your throat? No. Yeah. <laughs> like every chapter sheet's yeah. so long, but when you look at the note, it's like, he got hair. Yeah, and Edward dines with Sir John. Uh, chapter 19 <laughs> edward remained only for a week and wanted to leave mm-hmm. when the enjoyment was at its peak which i get like you don't want to be a bad guest fizzle out and then be like all right gotta go now you know it's, <laughs> yeah. it's awkward and then eleanor was frustrated with the situation because she really couldn't do anything like she couldn't say anything i mean she could mm-hmm. but technically i guess etiquette wise she couldn't you know everyone was telling her good luck and she's like I, we're just friends like nothing's happened yeah so at least he has his hair that apparently he stole from yeah. your head mm-hmm. and then basically he was saying well why don't you stay or something edward said he, well i'm at the whim of my friends and i'm yes. always going to be staying at friends so blah, blah blah and she's like well you could get a job and then you would know your calendar a little better mm-hmm. basically like the mom thinks like stop yeah. couch surfing and then maybe <laughs> you could dictate your life and yeah. that's what i feel like too i'm like stop complaining about your life and but get this a job is what people did well then he's never gonna know kate but anyway so he's a bum and he's just like but it's so much fun it's not a bum it's nice to have my friends and it's nice to have you know i just like being idle and talk about you know all that things oh. so he leaves eleanor so we meet the palmers which yeah. charlotte palmer is mrs jennings other daughter who's married to mr palmer who is literally just and it comes on a kind worse, of rude it he's comes just on like, a bad time he's rude and just self-centered and not really the life of the party he's just kind of a fuddy-duddy the thing that it was annoying to me was eleanor finally had a moment by herself after edward left and the mm-hmm. sister left and the mom mm-hmm. left she just wanted to think this through like she yeah. just wanted to analyze the last week and then sir john comes mm-hmm. with mr and mrs palmer yeah which is the sister-in-law charlotte right. now i like mr palmer and here's why i feel like this couple people don't get this couple i feel like robbie and i are this couple <laughs> i feel like somebody's got to be the talker and somebody's yeah. gotta be quiet yeah. and they kind of get palmer, their own yeah and miss palmer is a little annoying she's kind of she's kind of like yeah. and yeah. he's she definitely and takes she, after mrs Jennings. she goes yes and yeah. she goes to her husband and he'll be like no yeah, that's dumb. Although Robbie's sweeter, like in his way he says it, but uh-huh. I just love it. He's like, no, that's the absolute dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But I love it because they're so honest with each other. And she yeah. is not phase one bitch. She's no. not like, oh, like she's, she's not, she's not, she's not some not f- wilting flower. And I'm thinking their love life's got to be really good because they <laughs> must, they just get each other. And if they do. he's just, I don't need to waste my time. And then Sir John even says, well, you're going to be so excited because Marion really is a beauty and blah, yeah. blah. And I just love, he's reading a new, he yeah. goes into someone's home, says kind of high. He sits in a chair. He gets someone's newspaper. He's like, I'm not even going to pay attention to you I in know. your own living room. And I, I was know. like, nice. And then 
Then Marianne comes in. He literally looks up for a second. I was like, eh. And he looks back down. <laughs> and I just remember being like, I, I love you. He yeah. basically just went on his phone and was yeah. like, I'm just going to keep scrolling Instagram. You're you're all right. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And but, Charlotte Palmer is pregnant at this point. Right. But they don't talk about it, but they do. Yeah. Because he's, she's like, well, I, of course I think we'll this be is back her first town. child. Yeah. It's yeah. her first. Yeah. And I think Miss Jennings, like, Charlotte really likes her mom. Like, they're yeah. all really connected. They're all, yeah. Yes. The daughters um, are close with their mother. Yeah. And then they get back to another dinner. Mm-hmm. And they want to say no, but of course they have to go. Mm-hmm. And again, I get that they're tired, but this sounds delicious. Like, you know it's going to be a good dinner. It's going to be a great dinner. And they're going to bring you your carriage. It's not like you have to walk there. I, I think these people have too much to complain about. Marianne's just is like, I'm sick of hanging out with these people. I don't want to hang out with these people I'm anymore. I'm tired of eating and really awesome food for free. <laughs> that's what it sounds yeah, like. Exactly. She's complaining over nothing. Okay, that's what I got. Yeah. Chapter yeah. 20? Yeah. Is this when the steals come? This right. is more Palmer stuff. Yeah, so this is, is when Miss Palmer, Palmer kind of talks about how she is going to have her baby like end of January, I think, right. early Feb. Yeah. And she was saying, oh, you guys should come into town, which is London. Right. You come into town, we'll chaperone you. And until I have to give birth, you know, go to all the parties. Again, you girls don't have any society connections. She's offering to show you the bachelors in London and go shopping. I don't understand that problem. So they say no. They're like trying to say no. Of course, they don't take this answer. You know, they want friends, basically. Yeah. Because Mr. Palmer is some sort of political. Like he has to canvas the countryside or uh-huh. I don't know what he's doing. He's yeah. Passing out flyers or something. <laughs> she writes, he just gets so exhausted from having to talk to so many people. Mm-hmm. Canvassing. And Eleanor mm-hmm. almost laughs. Yeah. Because, of course, maybe that's why he's so quiet with you. Because he has to, like, go schmooze. Could but I can't imagine, imagine this it's guy. hilarious. Like, yeah. maybe he just has to give all of his patience to other people. I get it's it. It's like, this is my corporate me. This is yeah. my <laughs> And then he comes home and he's like, I'm not me. giving this to you. The other thing we learned from Chapter 20 is <gasps> Eleanor learns about the rumors of Willoughby and Marianne. Well, she also learns that Colonel Brandon was the one that told Miss Palmer yes. that maybe they were engaged because, you know, he's so hurt. Right. So he's gossip queen, which seems weird. I know, but, but then but we then find out, out no, it, it wasn't yeah, that. Yeah. It was that literally Miss Palmer inferred from him going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't it really it see seemed him out that. of character of him and it turned out it was. But they all just kind they of have all decided, it. and I'm sure Miss Jennings told mm-hmm. her too. That oh, they're of all course, talking about it. Brandon they still know. loves her. Oh, I love this because is this what you were referring to that Colonel Brandon was apparently supposed to be intended for Mrs. Palmer? And she goes, but Mr. Palmer's more my type. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's right. I think after I read that, that's what sealed the deal for me. Because I was like, see, she gets it. Like, I think yeah. they just have this weird little It's like quirk. opposites attract kind of thing. And I think maybe Jane, I don't know if she does this on purpose or if maybe she just doesn't she well, get it. I think but it's this. I, I think it, Jane has her type. It's maybe like the non-Darcy Darcy. Because he is kind of a more crude Darcy. Uh, yeah. I could see you that. Know? But yeah. she's she's like Gabby. I think it just goes to show it's like you never know what goes on behind closed doors. They may have a wonderful marriage. Mm-hmm. but I think the only reason I feel like they do in my depiction of them is mm-hmm. that she doesn't skip a beat. Yeah. Like I feel like when she doesn't seem when unhappy. you get hurt or something, yeah, there's even unhappy. like a glimmer where you're well, like. Well, she eh. teases him about being so rude or mm-hmm. unemotional. And he's like, yeah, okay. I think he really just, I'm here because I love you and I have to do this. Yeah. And, you know, it's he knows fine. What he but is, he doesn't yeah. want to waste his time. He is the non-Darcy Darcy. Okay. Chapter 21. We have some surprise guests, some distant relations. So this is when the Steels come to visit. Okay. This is Mrs. Jennings' distant 
distant cousins. And I don't know if this is true. I don't know. Again, this could be like they're your third cousins twice removed. Yeah. There's these two lovely little ladies. They're very amiable. (laughs) That's what we're told. They're sweet little ladies. It's Miss Anne Steele, who is most known as Miss Steele. She's the oldest sister. They get the title. She's the oldest. She's 28 through 29, somewhere in there. Oh, that's good to know. And then we have Lucy Steele, who's the younger, and she's 22, 23. So it's around pretty much the same age as Edward, which makes sense. And we come to find that Lucy Steele. We don't know that yet. We don't know that? No. Oh, never mind. Anyways, the Mrs. Thing- Jennings runs into them in town and with says, Sir John. With Sir John. Uh-huh. And then Sir and John, Exeter. they instantly love them because they're just. They're flatter whores. They're, yeah. That's what we find out. Yeah. And didn't mm-hmm. you feel for Lady Middleton, you know this is her life, when they were just like, oh, these girls that we don't really know are coming to stay for a really long period I know. of time. And Lady and Middleton's like, like, all right, I'll make what? a dinner party, I guess. Yeah. I, she's like, I've got to get the house ready. Oh, has Alex man. ever done that to you? Where it's like, all of a sudden someone's coming over. I don't think Robbie has that rapidly. I'm I've known like, no. other friends who've been like, oh, and apparently we're Alex hosting will be a like, dinner. Oh, we're having rehearsal tonight. And then I'm, oh my God, I've got six people coming over. I need to clean the house. Yeah, they don't you know? think and that it's like, you still have to clean something. Once over on the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. If they don't go to the bathroom, someone needs to drink cranberry juice. You know? I mean, it's just like something's happening. But could you imagine, like, all of a sudden, here's some distant relations, and they need a fun place to stay. I think that all these girls really do is stay other places. Until you get married. Until you get married. They're on that crunch time. Well, this is is how they shop around. This is how they find people. And they're very smart. They immediately know how to flatter their hostess. Mm -hmm. They immediately know how to be like, oh my gosh, these kids are so sweet. Again, it goes back down to being manipulative. Mm -hmm. these girls know exactly they're like the best salesmen in the world part of me i think yes because we do know these girls do have ulterior motives they got to eat their dinner somehow Mm -hmm. but for me also to a certain degree they're trying to be good guests too like you got you're not gonna like go to someone's home be like your kid sucks no that's awkward but you don't go and be like oh my gosh your kid's an einstein and they're like eating clay you know like that's not gonna be (laughs) that you just gotta pair the compliment Lady Middleton and Sir John eat this up. That, that's oh, all they've yeah. ever wanted. That's why they host these parties. Yeah, they just want all the flattery. Thing oh, happens. and these girls are flirts, too. They're boy crazy. Yeah. They're but boy it crazy. Makes sense They're boy crazy girls. Eleanor's only 19, mm-hmm. and Marion's only 17. So they got some years ahead of them, but at 24 and late 20s, they're they really need to punching be, it. Yeah, yeah they, they need to get married. Yeah. They need to get married at and this point. And Sir John spills the beans about Edward. Well, yeah. He About, doesn't say Edward. I think they still Mr. call him Mr. F. F. That's right. And yeah. then that's where we get into chapter 22. I wrote Small World. They know Edward. Yeah. Eleanor and Marion don't like Miss Steele. They are yeah. not. And I think Lady Middleton likes them. Mm-hmm. They're two opposite girls. It's like two different chick cliques, right? Mm-hmm. Lucy's kind of rough around the edges. And the middle's a little undercooked is what I, I wrote down the for Lucy Steele. <laughs> But she asks, like, they're walking towards the cottage, I think, from, I'm guessing, the park. Lucy and Eleanor are kind of chatting away. She asks if Eleanor knows Edward's mom, Mr. Farrar, which Ferris. apparently yeah. is Ferris. Do you know Edward's mom? And uh, Eleanor's no, like, I've no. never met him. No, I don't. And then she asks again. But this is the thing I don't like about Lucy. The way she writes it, not even passive aggressive. She's like, rude. Oh, I'm sure you know Edward's mom. I don't know her, okay? Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Well, because you're connected in every way. And then she says, well, she's engaged Edward. She drops the bomb and tells Eleanor to keep it a secret. <sighs> she didn't even ask in. her, can you keep a secret for her? She goes, 
I'm engaged to Edward. Can you keep it a secret? And Eleanor's like, sure. Fine. And then, of course, she's eagerly like, what? Like, her heart dropped. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. We got this all wrong. First, Eleanor is saying, I don't know her. We're not connected in any way. Stop being offended. And Lucy goes, well, I'm going to be connected really soon to them. And so then Eleanor immediately, the same way I would have thought, would have been like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, she's engaged to Robert. We're going to, which is Edward's brother. Mm -hmm. She's like, we're going to have to be sister-in-laws. This is going to be horrible. Yeah. And then she says, I'm engaged to Edward. And then Eleanor's just like, done. the same Mr. Edward. She's like, yes, the one who studied with my uncle, Mr. Pratt. And then Eleanor starts putting two and two together and is like, And then it becomes a web. Oh, my God. And and I was, too, at first, because I was saying, you know, anybody could really come up to you and be like, oh, I'm engaged to this person. It's a mm-hmm. secret, so you can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And don't tell that person either. Mm-hmm. So then she's really trying to think, this this is not possible. She yeah. has, she might have known him. Maybe she's psycho, because we mm-hmm. already think she's a little psycho. Oh, and we find out, though, that they've been engaged for four, four years. years. That's a long time. Secretly engaged for four years. Oh, and then she says, well, I, you can be my confidant. Well, Eleanor was like, I never told you I would be, but fine. Mm-hmm. I guess I won't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Lucy has... A picture of his. Yeah, she has a miniature of him, but he has a lock of her hair. Which I'm a little relieved because I didn't want him to have stolen hair from Eleanor. Right. That's creepy. And now Eleanor goes, oh my God, it's not my hair. It's Lucy's hair. Then Lucy does this like little my ninja thing and she's like well I guess it has been so long we can barely see each other two times a year mm-hmm. I mean what do you think do you think we should break up and she's yeah. looking at her like she's trying she because she kind of knows so, everyone's been hinting point, that Eleanor no, and Edward, Edward had a thing. thing right again this goes back to Miss Lucy being very manipulative I'm of a jealous nature Edward's never given me a moment's pause on that well clearly he has oh yeah she she's knows. feeling it and so if yeah. she's like I can't give you an opinion she on doesn't this. fall into the trap no she's like like, yeah. there's nothing I can do about this. She's really smart. Yeah, don't give opinions. Because here's the thing. Even mm-hmm. if this wasn't this case, like, if it's just your friend, mm-hmm. best case, your friend takes the advice and breaks up, and then later something happens, and guess what? Now you're the picture of why they did it. Mm-hmm. Worst case, she's like, I don't want to break up. And now she's looking at you like, yeah. why do you want me to break up with my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Just don't do it, girls. Yeah. This is why you don't have friends. I was about to say, I wrote, is this a test? It's a test. Yeah, and that's all she does with, like, Eleanor is one of the keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. That's what Lucy's Mm -hmm. doing with Eleanor. She Mm -hmm. doesn't like her. They have nothing in common. Yeah. It's definitely clear that Eleanor has not a lot, but a little bit better fortune and definitely better breeding. She's Mm -hmm. definitely more of a lady. And Lucy steals, she's like a good girl. Yeah. But she's not like a worker, but she's not a lady, technically. No. They get to the cottage and she goes to her room. And I think Eleanor kind of probably inside. Maybe she's not playing Alanis. I think she's playing Sarah McLaughlin. She's like really trying to understand her life because she's definitely she, she's this inwardly, not a good day. She's inwardly <laughs> feeling every emotion that this can't be true. This can't be true. Yeah. This can't be Whereas true. Whereas Marianne would be blasting her music. Eleanor's yeah. got her earphones and she's just like <laughs> just silently crying in the corner. <laughs> Nobody see me cry. She's like, I gotta go get a shower real early. She's like crying in the shower. Yeah. That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is where volume one would have ended. Stay tuned. Unless you're driving, just drink some water and anti-back your hands. (laughs) Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Thank you for listening. Be sure to catch us next Sunday evening for part two. Now, here's a quick note before we end our show. During our recording for episode three, our audio levels were drastically different. Here's an example. 
this book. Well, I was so f- mentally exhausted. Well, you think that especially towards the end, you're like running through the end. And then every Trying to run to through the end. It was literally a marathon of a book. We were able to reach out to Brickyard Recording Studio and ask for their help with our sound. Thankfully, Jason Chapman was able to correct our mistake, and now the show can go on as normal. Which leads us to our next point. Please consider supporting us on patreon.com backslash bottled classics. We're asking for your support of just $2 a month. With your small contribution, we will be able to hire a sound mixer for our recording sessions. You can find a link on our website at bottledclassics.com or at patreon.com backslash bottledclassics. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And thanks in advance for your support. Thank you for joining us for Sense and Sensibility. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at Bottled Classics. Or reach out to us at our website at bottledclassics.com. Bottled Classics is produced by Big Fig Productions. Each episode is written and hosted by Kate Rodick and Amelia Ramirez. Our theme music was written and performed by Funk Cake. Our website and social media was designed by Clever Tiger. We'd like to especially thank Jason Chapman of Brickyard Recording Studio for his talent and support of our show. Our wine for this episode was provided by Brad Mayer of Precept Wine. Founded in 2003, Precept Wine is the largest privately owned wine company in the Northwest, with a unique portfolio representing American wine regions throughout Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and New Mexico. They offer the best quality to price wines of any producer in the country with the critical acclaim to match. And lastly, we couldn't do this podcast without the support of our loyal taste testers, Robbie Anderson and Alex Rodick. But remember, drink Drink and read read responsibly. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bottle Classics, a podcast that reads to be socially distant.